What's up, Harmontown? Hello, hello, hello. You know, I'm going to start it from here. Welcome to beautiful Uptown Burbank, everybody. Harmontown. Speaking of Spencer, let's bring out your game master, Spencer Crittenden. The controller is very happy to be back. Jeff Davis. Bring up the man of the hour, the mayor of Harvard Town, Dan Thank you. Thank you. Uh, not a lot to talk about uh, tonight. Uh, there was a there was a, a gunman at large in Los Feliz. Uh, last night. Yeah. yeah. Two nights ago. Well, I, I, I never heard what the uh, what the denouement of that was. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I don't think they caught him, and I don't think they ever told anybody what was going on. So I think maybe it was, a, like, a, some kind of Soylent Green or Body Snatchers thing. Like, the guy, maybe the guy was, uh, maybe he knew too much. And they <laughs> they either did or didn't catch him, but in either case, they, they can't tell us what happened. Do you think it was Antifa? It could have been Antifa. Um, You're looking very smart in your in your bright red Cornell hoodie. Thank you. I just got back from Ithaca, New York, um, and I, I, they gave me this hoodie. I thought it was a mistake to give me a uh, a women's studies degree. Like I don't think I don't know if I earned <laughs> earned that. <laughs> but as Susan B. Anthony says, uh, 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 "Fuck it," because uh-huh. I didn't earn the degree. All right. Did they make you an honorary doctor of anything? Did they give you any like no. fake laurels? No. That that that, that is. Uh, how, how does that work when you get an honorary degree in something? You can't use it for anything, right? Like it's right. It's, it must be watermarked honorary. Yeah, I think <laughs> they say honorary on them. <laughs> you can't just use it to go get a job. You can try. But red's kind of a nice color on you, Dan. I've never seen you wear bright red. Yeah, I don't wear a lot of red. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Also, <laughs> wearing a Cornell. Hoodie, you look very collegiate. You look yeah. like you look like you might have just taught poli sci. Right. Yeah, I had a good time at that at that school. I, I guess that's a gig now that I can do. I I, I, th- I hit some kind of tipping point where I can get invited to speak at colleges, and it's it, it, the ratio of money to labor, which is well zero labor, and you're just talking to people that. I mean, it was just a dude asking me questions. It was like just like doing this show, but but. Worse. I mean, like, like not. It wasn't as entertaining, but they were eating it up. And, and you were in that big, beautiful theater there. Uh, yeah, it was a gorgeous theater. Everybody's really nice, you know. Just laughed at everything I I said. And uh, were they too PC? <laughs> I hear that's a problem. Uh, now, now, nothing, nothing of that sort came up really. It was just a lot of questions about writing and stuff. A lot of kids, you know, TV is dispersed enough now as an industry there's less money in it but you know now that there's 500,000 places to make television it's uh it's kind of satisfying to see these these kids are talking about TV like it's carpentry or something you know like it's a viable occupation now and if it's if it's viable enough if it's achievable enough then that's going to mean very quickly hopefully the representational problems that we have um will be you know, those will, those will get uh, sorted out pr- pretty fast. As soon as you can actually think about TV writing as a potential job, the problem is 
how the fuck is it? Like, it's not, it, it, you're making even less money now. There's more places to, to try to sell your TV show, but, so everybody's, everybody's questions, they're all taking like these TV writing classes and stuff and everybody's questions are all, you know, how, how, what do I do? And I, yeah. I don't really have the answers for those kids. It's, uh, I'm not, I, I, I'm not somebody that, uh, that, that took a, a normal path, uh, through the system. Um, I not was like uh, me. Yeah. Yes, Spencer, you have a, you got a show. I, yeah. I, I would say you took the most time honored of, of all trajectories right. to Kept get my to head down and just put one <laughs> foot in front of the other, you know, did, did yeah. the work. Uh, Spencer started running. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really talked about it on the podcast because I didn't want to break the spell, but now I've basically stopped running so we could talk about it. For a while, Spencer was tweeting there, I jogged 15 miles today and all this shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I read those, the, the first one or two of those I thought was a little bit of irony or, or, or like you were being facetious, but no, you, you're really getting it. Yeah. Not- and that was only after I was confident enough in my skills to actually publicize it. I was going for quite a while before I was doing that. Were you in a treadmill or are you out in the streets? No, I was on Griffith Park, out in Griffith Park, running around in a big circle. Now, is that why your your back is all jacked up right now? Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, so, it's, it's yeah, bad. so so your knee exploded, right? Yeah, it's it's Jeez. it's no good. There I'm was gonna, a time I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a drink while you. <laughs> there was a time that I was uh, I was jogging, and then like when I'd be driving, my knees would hurt. And uh, so okay. Oh, I for I thought that Chris is making that noise, but no, it's a soundboard. Zach McKeever, our sound uh, guru, told me to get some sound effects because we have no audience. That's a bad <laughs> fart sound. I mean, I guess it's like a free app fart sound. That's a, that's a sound? That's a professional sound? <laughs> See, that's, that's, sound that's so bad. Making a fart sound. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Spencer, no, on. it's fine. I'm just insulting <laughs> See, this is bad. Like, see that one's that, that one's called nose. That's someone blowing their nose, but that sounds like a better fart, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. No, it definitely sounds like a better fart. We gotta get you some good foley artists to work with. Oh my god, we do. All we right. should get a foley artist instead of soundboard. So oh, they, my, oh, we should have full yeah. on old timey uh, like radio show yeah. foley guys. With, we can put him under your podium. The story is going somewhere because Spencer <laughs> hurt his knee, his back. Yeah. Uh, so just while driving, it would hurt my knee while I was driving. And then I was like, oh, driving is fucking up my knee. And I kept running. But I think that running was fucking up my knee. And I was only feeling it while I was driving until it got so bad that I felt it after I was running. Um, and then I was like, oh, I bet I'm fucking myself up. And it was bad. And so then again, it wasn't, it would only hurt when I sit and when I was driving. And it would be the worst because I drive for work and also I drive for recreation. I would say I drive between two and three hours a day, most days. Um, and most of that's just for fun, you know? And so it, it like, got, like you, you just get out in the open road and just, oh like, yeah, like, blasting doughboys. It's a real, it's a real fun time. It's, so you so, went, you went to get, well, I went to the doctor and, but the day I went to the doctor, then I started getting what I think is sciatica pain, which is like on, on the side of your lower back, it yeah, feels it goes like down a nerve your ass pinch. cheek and down into your, uh, yeah. yeah. I would feel it right under my ass and then in my foot and it was like really bad. And so I went to see the doctor and he was like, Oh, it's just inflammation. And I was like, Well, there's this new thing that's coming up and he was like, sciatica. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he was like, It's like your legs burning. And I was like, Well, no. And so he's like, Okay. But then 
then I looked it up after I left, and I was like, well, fuck, no, that was what I had. He described it wrong. Yeah, if, if he had said a tingling or like an almost like an electrical pain yeah. going shooting down your your leg, just, just you know, starting somewhere in your ass cheek and then going down. I had that yeah. really bad. I thought I was going to have to live with that forever. What did you do? Nothing? Well, the first thing that fixed it was an inversion table. Oh, right. But uh, And then it started coming back, and I, I may have fucked up my back more with the inversion table. This, right. I, I, I was evangelizing inversion tables for a while. Um, th- then McGaffey... Um, had gone it. to some chiropractor, and, 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 and that's that's Doctor. God, his name is Doctor Phil. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. And he doesn't like inversion tables. Well, no, of course not. Like, he likes you know, chiropractic. Dan, Dan <laughs> yeah, I, likes- I hear that in med- the medical community, uh, Doctor Phil is known as so- something of a. <laughs> oh Great. yeah. If you want this I've to take, be a morning I've taken this shit show, to a new level. <laughs> People thought when we lost the audience, the show was going to suffer showbiz wise. No, we're reaching untold heights. Yeah, this is some, this is real. <laughs> but wait, you could have done that when there was an audience here. I, I know, but, but I, we, oh, we're, we're like we're, I, we, exactly. we're evolving. We're evolving while the audience isn't here. It's kind of like being in a cocoon. An opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so while the knee pain was bad, like this nerve pain was unbearable and it came on a lot faster. And so I was like, I can't sit, which is a big part of my job. I can't drive, which is a bigger part of my job. I'm really freaking out. And then I couldn't run. So it's like everything that I had been doing with my life, I just all, all of a sudden couldn't do. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? And so uh, I talked to Brian Lafada and he was like, my brother does traditional Chinese medicine. You should see uh, someone like that. And then I was like, like acupuncture. And he was like, Sure. And so I was like, you know who does acupuncture? Steve Agee. And he also has terrible health. So I I asked him what the deal was, and he recommended me to an acupuncturist. And I was like, yeah, because I got the sciatica. And he was like, holy shit, they really did wonders on my sciatica. And I was like, oh, yeah, jackpot. And so... (laughs) I went like two or three days later. That's the thing is that I was scheduling these doctor's appointments and it's like, we could see you in two weeks or whatever the fuck. But then the acupuncturists are like, yeah, come in tomorrow. Like come in the next day. And I was like, hell yeah. So it was great because at this point it was like another week or so before I'd get another doctor appointment. And I was like, I was in terrible pain. So I go to the acupuncturist. I couldn't sit down. Like the drive over to the acupuncturist was like torture. It was really, really bad. And like by the time I was out of the car, I was like, I don't want to sit back down. And so I, I filled out the paperwork standing up and wow. uh then they brought me into this room that had like all this 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 weird new age music and like relaxing music and a little steamy thing making vaporize vaporizing water into the air. And uh they laid me down onto a table. And I think this is part of it. There's like mystique they like cultivate an air of mystique like they don't tell you anything you know and there's things that i took as maybe cold reading techniques she was like you don't drink enough lo- water and i was like i drink a ton of water and she was like i don't know um <laughs> but i actually didn't drink any water that day and like when I, I i peed after i left and like my pee was like neon yellow and i was like wow she really was right but um so they didn't tell me what i was doing she just started stabbing needles into my back and it it hurt really bad. Really? They go, I mean, not really bad. I mean, worse than a shot. But they poke it, and then I i don't know why they do it, but they kind of push it in further or kind of twist it around or something. I think she was trying to hit a nerve or whatever, because then sometimes she would stab it right into like what felt like a nerve, and then it would just shoot like lightning down my body, you know? And I was like, 
you're trying to stay still, but like your whole body's like jerking because someone's stabbing you with fucking needles into your nerves, which are the things that are supposed to feel things the most, you know? Yeah. It was really crazy. So she put the needles in and then she left me for a while and just left. And then, um, she came back and then she attached wires to the needles and was like, tell me when you feel it. And I was like, I don't feel it. And she's like, tell me when you feel it. And I'm like, what am I supposed to feel? And she was like, you'll know. And then, uh, and then eventually it started feeling like someone was like, like rattling the little needles because of the electrical shock. I don't know if it was jiggling the needles or whatever, but it was like, so now I'm getting electricity sent through these needles that stabbed into my nerves, you know, and it's, and, and she turned up the power pretty high cause I wasn't feeling it. And she was like, Oh, you're a strong guy. And I was like, I don't. I don't know. I have a low pain tolerance. This is, you know, pretty painful to be stabbed. I'm just not feeling the lightning. But so then she turned on the lightning and like it was just zapping my body and like it was making my nerve, like muscles twitch and stuff. And she's like, just, just hang out here. And I was like, for how long? And it was like, it felt like 20 minutes just with like this machine buzzing and like just vibrating my body. And I was getting like, it was making my nerves like light up and glow. It was really crazy. But uh, it felt like it was doing something because those very same nerves, you know, that were in terrible pain were the ones that are now, like, buzzing with electricity and stuff. So it's not like – it felt like something was happening. And then it eventually – the machine finished, and it made this, like, crazy beeping sound, and she came back in, and she took it all off. And then I didn't know this was going to happen because, again, there's no communication. She just basically shows up and starts doing stuff. And um, she starts cupping me. You guys know about cupping? Oh well, yeah, I, I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Um, cupping, but, cupping is so weird. It better work. Yeah, I don't know. She cut me basically on the same. If you don't know what cupping is, it's like a suction cup that they put, and then they use like a balloon pump or some shit to suck all the air of it. So now, like your skin is like sucking up. <laughs> I thought I thought well, I, I, the 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 uh, the the artisanal way of doing that is they put like a fire a match in there yeah. and, and then yeah right but she was just using what what sounded like a balloon pump like you can't see because they put you face down at a table and you're looking through like a toilet seat at a chair uh-huh. that's below your face and like you don't know anything that they're doing you just assume it's not make like you know placebo magic but um yeah so she cut me in all these spots and that was that was really painful like that was like as bad as it is to be stabbed with needles that are shooting lightning through your body are like you, being you, cupped was really bad. Are you gonna be are you gonna be mad at Levy if if I saw the photo? No, I know that happened. You could have okay. just asked, man. Well no well I'm I'm the victim of revenge porn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I didn't well I didn't you know, I, I it's Levy Levy had it on his phone. No, it's like, I know. Oh shit, and I saw it and then and then I just I'm I'm not usually a like I just it was just like the the airdrop thing came up and I just I just before I even knew what I was doing I just hit it it was just Why like did it come up? well I don't know it was just there that, yeah I, that's I, not your fault if an airdrop window pops up. well no it was I mean maybe it, maybe it's because I hit the share button I don't know but oh well yeah okay well that's that's what the story was yeah well I, so you definitely I, did it. I I I didn't know what I was doing I was just like well this seems like a valuable photo I wasn't going right. to show it to anybody else I just I, yeah I really don't know that's how why starts. that was my instinct but you. You wouldn't you wouldn't show it to the to the viewers, would you? No, that's the, the what's embarrassing about that picture is not like it's everything 
but the cupping marks. Like, right. I have weird acne scars on my back and then right. stretch marks and, like, way too much hair. Like, I took the picture and I was like, man, I wish that my skin was better because these cupping scars are crazy. But yeah. this is, like, a gross picture. Well, so anyways, I, I then take our word for it, uh, Mr. Well, and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, uh, like... This fucking like you can see cupping pictures on on online. It, it looks exactly looks like, like that. It's just like, except on my ass. It's like giant hickeys, the diameter of a softball. Like, yeah, like, I mean they like just, a wine glass. That's, that's what's crazy. the idea? It's drawing toxins out of your. That's what they what? said. She was like, "It's turning color. That means it's working because it's it takes stuff out of you." And it's like it's turning color because all the oxygen is being rushed out of my skin to the surface of the skin because of a gr- vast. Pressure differential it has nothing to do with toxins, but it, it felt like anti-acupuncture because they were stabbing me before, and then those same spots they stabbed me, they were then sucking, you know, air. I don't know. I I don't know if it are was that, like, but they look just like bruises. Are they mm-hmm. when you touch them? Are do they hurt as much as a bruise that size would hurt? One of them kind of hurts. The rest don't really feel oh, like anything. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, but because it just look, it looks like a straight up like paintball b- bruise. Even worse, really, just like deep purple. Yeah, like it was really painful. It was like it's like if you know you get an Indian burn, like they twist your skin on your arm or whatever. It felt like that for like ten minutes while the cups were on my back. It was really bad, but. Also, they were making my muscles twitch with the lightning, and so then, like, the muscles that were twitching just felt like I had exercised them to death. Like, they felt dead and really, really, really sore. And so then, by the time it was finished, I didn't feel... Like, it wasn't crazy, vast nerve pain. Like, I still felt that nerve, like, acting up, but it just kind of felt like my ass was sore. And then I was like, wow, that's really crazy. And so, yeah, then I drove home, and I wasn't in terrible pain on the trip home, which was the same journey, you know, the same length trip. And then the next day, I felt a lot better, and then the next day, I felt a lot better, and today, I feel basically nothing. I was, like, driving around all all today. You can kind of feel it a little bit coming in after about an hour of driving. You feel nothing as in a good thing like you're, you're, yeah you're not numb you're, yeah wow now wow, okay. I, I was told because i had i had a little sciatica like pain a while back uh-huh. and uh, i was told and it instantly worked is do um sit-ups do do ab stuff yeah the one thing i looked on up online was this one stretch where you put your leg on a chair and then you kind of pull your toe inward and i kept doing that and i think it was helping there was one time i was driving and i had to like stop driving and get out of the car and then i just walked around for a bit and then stretched my leg like that until i could get back in and it was no good here's the like, tough like, thing about uh sorry. back pain is it, 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 you know, your story is about, you, you know, the doctor said it's inflammation. Right. And he could, it could just be. But that was that me. He was he, right. He wasn't talking about the sciatica at all because, like, he didn't know that was happening. Or, you know, he didn't understand oh, right. it was Well, happening. anyways, I mean, it's like it, it could have been because. It could have been something pushing. Mm-hmm. It probably was pushing your sciatic nerve, and yeah. then that that just got reduced. And now we don't know if acupuncture works. Right. Now. That's the thing is that anytime I do anything like that, I always have to ask: is like, if I didn't do anything, wouldn't I also improve to an extent over time anyway? Yeah. But I don't know. When I talked to Steve, he said he got it for really long bursts, and it didn't feel like it was going away. But then after that treatment, it just instantly started going away. So I don't know. But, I mean, you know, in, not, like, intuitively. I don't know. I will say, having got, now, now that I've been going to this chiropractor for as long as I have, I, I can definitely scientifically say, comparing it to... Forty years of other back treatments. Yeah, of 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 
of going to different chiropractors and then not going to them or the inversion table and stuff like whatever my chiropractor's doing is actually it has me pain free. I really thought my my whole family it's the one thing that we have as a weakness on both sides of my family like we have really strong tooth enamel uh uh really strong toenails strong the, the hearts uh lungs uh, everything's you know we don't have a lot of like streaks of like uh, proclivities you know for for ailment going through my family tree we just kind of drink ourselves to death or smoke do you um, find that the strong toenails has benefited you and your family in some way <laughs> well cody was just pointing that out the other day i was like uh, she, she's like, wow, you must, you, 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 you must be really healthy. Like these, these disgusting toenails that you need to clip immediately, um, are really like, uh, I don't know what, they're, they're, they're not, they're not flimsy and jaundiced. They're like, uh, eagle talons. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, I'm gross. Um, but if you haven't seen Dan swoop through your neighborhood and catch a squirrel, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm also a bad person. So la- last time I was on this stage, I made fun of. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that's a good description. I made fun of of uh, the podcast uh, uh, Up and Vanished, hosted by Payne Lindsay, who you know I just kind of characterized him as a as a guy that you know he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. He learns what he's doing, but then he. But it's just like a podcast about him going like, I don't know how to. I want to do have a try. I don't know. I kind of. I kind of made fun of him. I don't think I was like high fiving him. I, I don't think I was that flattering. And then tonight, I saw that he he tweeted like he he. It was clear he had heard the thing because he made because I said he sounded like Chris Pratt, and he said so. He tweeted. I saw a tweet from him and said, "Well, at least I sound like Chris Pratt." And then and then I think they had an emoji that was like kind of like a guy with a hand over his face or something like that like he was embarrassed cuz i cuz then i cuz i i cody looked him looked him up you know and you know he's just he's just an adorable guy you know he loves his wife and like he's he did he did a good true crime podcast and then i made fun of him and i didn't want him to hear it it's doesn't it you you know that some shit had like yeah, someone just probably told him about like, it. Like, 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 couldn't resist, you know? I just well, don't like, understand like, that like instinct. the person that felt the need to... Ron Jeremy. To, to track down Ron Jeremy's Reddit and... and yeah, and, and I, st- I, st- I still it. maintain that that guy, though, is, if, if he's listening... I, yeah. I, I, I didn't really... He's I don't, a good person. I didn't really think that that guy... No, the guy that went to Ron Jeremy, I, I didn't... I didn't, I didn't no, feel like that guy was was really no, no, I mean, trying it, it, to it, cause beef or... It's just weird that, like, you say something... Like, I mean, it's stupid to think that what we're doing here is, is in a vacuum. Of course, what we right. say will send ripples out and butterfly effects and all this shit. But, uh, like, it's just like everything we say can reach its unintended target. Yeah. And probably will. And maybe, maybe, maybe Payne Lindsay is, was already a listener, which would be rad. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a fun guy. He'd make a great guest. We should have uh, him on the show. Maybe Ron Jeremy's like Chris a Pratt. We should get Ron Jeremy on the show. Get yeah. to the bottom of that shit. Uh, well, we did get to the bottom of it. Well, did we? I mean, we, I, I think we have to go straight to the source. On that would be amazing if we got him on the show. We were interviewing, See, and we were like, "Well, I gotta I, ask. I, I gotta I, ask. I, what's with the what's with the uh, what's with the banana peel?" And he's he like, has he yeah, has every sex. <laughs> and then he, he has off. every yeah. right to say, "I don't know what you're talking about." Maybe I was drunk and doing a joke. Like he might just like just like throw that away, like so many. Banana peels. Oh shit! Yeah, he would have a right to do that, but that would make him a big liar because when when the person said it to him, he he had a very quick response that he knew exactly what that person was talking about. I think he had a fallback. I think when somebody 
goes on his Reddit and asks him a specific questions, he has a cute answer that's very uh, convenient. I but think, in the moment, you, he, I think he had ulterior motives that, that, were, that were way more complicated in the moment. It could be both. Wow. I think that's giving him too much credit for being clever to say, like, he has all these versions of how to deal with people asking him about a banana peel. Did we talk about my conversation with uh, uh, David Keith? Keith, Keith David. David. <laughs> Keith, I always do that. Yeah. Keith David about cross-mounted pussy? Uh... <laughs> We've talked about it on the show, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's been going on for so long, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I, we, we, but when he was on Rick and Morty, uh, like I think the last Rick and Morty, right? Uh, maybe we're repeating old news here, but there's a line in the movie Platoon that Keith David says, and he refers to going back, sniffing that cross-mounted pussy down by the river. And Matt Gorley and I from Super Ego fame and, and uh, Harmon Quest fame have really tried to get to the bottom of what is cross-mounted pussy. Why is it cross-mounted? What, what, are, what are the pros and cons of it being cross-mounted? And Dan worked with him on Community a couple of times, and you asked him, and you didn't get a satisfactory answer to that. No. He was so nice when I met him. I was wearing this exact same suit with a kind of a little window pane check, and he was wearing a similar suit. There's a photo that I have, I think, on my Insta Noodles, and uh, he uh, he was so pleasant. I go, okay, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to ask you about Platoon. So I got some Platoon questions where he's like, lay them on me. And we talked and talked and talked about cross-mounted pussy, and we finally came to the conclusion. He goes, he goes look, man, I don't know. That, that was some Oliver Stone shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just said that was – I was just reading my lines. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so that, so the, the answer is we don't know. So yeah. now, now I'm, and I'm, I don't want to have to deal with Oliver Stone about this issue because he's going to do a Ron Jeremy and have some fucking terse, convenient answer that doesn't satisfy me or anybody else. Why, why can't you believe that that's his line? I, that's, I, because here's, here's the thing. It's like you're expecting it to be something dirty, I think, because it's I, like a no, banana. I, and I, so the fact that it's not, that's like, it's, it's a brilliant move. What I think it was, I think he had a banana peel on his shoulder. I don't think he had a clever line ready to go or a dirty line, like a <laughs> salacious, like, like rejoinder when somebody uh-huh. asked him about it. I do know that he seemed bummed out when a guy asked him about it from behind his back. Um, so that leads me in that direction. But I think that maybe he was just doing that. I think he was in a bad mood. <laughs> no, come on, we've been over this. I know. We, we, we've been, we, we, we got this figured out from top to bottom. It's, he, he was, he was, it's a thing that he does if he sees a banana peel. He puts it. Yeah. He does that. That's a. Th- it's one of it's maybe five trick. things that he has up his sleeve, and then and 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 it's a. He likes to be funny for the for probably for the girls, and 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 didn't want to be vulnerable with you, and and was like, yeah. I mean, you just you just saw a weird side of him. Yeah, I think then he takes a banana peel when you ask him if you're a woman. Why are you wearing a banana peel? I think it ends up with somehow pussy being cross-mounted. <laughs> and I think the cross-mounted pussy is like it's holy. It's holy pussy. It's like it's like on a cross. It's like Christ pussy. Oh, like it's like shit. so good. Yeah, it's like the that best was one pussy. of the, that was one of our theories we talked about. That's that's probably a cross-mounted pussy. Gross. <sighs> yeah. If you love I mean, a pussy, don't crucify it. <laughs> that's about it. It's Schraub's birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> He's That's off somewhere, but I, I, I do, I have to, for Schraub leaves town tomorrow and he goes back to Milwaukee and, uh, he's going to speak at his, his alma mater, if I'm using that term right, the place he graduated from, the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Um, and, uh, 
he wanted me to do like a an introduction on video for him. So I guess we could we could knock that out right now because you're able to. In addition to live streaming it, you can like also yeah you'll have it and then I can just give him a clip right. Yeah. Do you want some music for this, Dan, or is it, you want you want you want to go dry? Uh. What, what what do you have? I don't know. I mean, just the regular shit. You want a beat? You want to wrap it out? You, what, what, what do you got? Sure, sure. Well, let's try, yeah, let's try a, 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 a Rob Shrop introduction rap. Alright. Can you pump that up, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. The man about to take the stage is all of Milwaukee's rage. He's a graduate of this academy. He's gonna start throwing Adam. Adam's okay. Wait, all right. Wait, look, look. I'm a little sober. All right. All right. Whoa. Yeah. You gonna start again? You can. Yeah. Start again. Here you go. Yeah. The man about to take the stage is all Milwaukee's rage. He went to Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. He ate your mama's pussy until she. Okay. All right. All right. This is gonna be played at the oh, alma mater. Don't leave us hanging like okay, that. Right, I, what, right. what, what, well, until I can, what? I can just write it. I can just until write it. Until what? Yo. What? Okay. Yo. Yo. Which camera should I look into, Chris? <laughs> this one right here. Okay. All right. Let's get this right. Yo. You're camera three. You're camera three. The man about to take the stage. Oh wait, no, wait. How did I? That that wasn't right. Okay. Yo. 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 What's up, Milwaukee? Yo. Yo. The man about to take the stage <laughs> is all Milwaukee's rage. He went to Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. He ate your mama's pussy with a squeeze of lime. <laughs> Please welcome Rob Schraub. Yo, fine arts graduate. Yo, he paints murals on walls. That's not all. He also made Scud, the disposable assassin. And he started right here, taking classes in fine art and graphic design. Ate your mama's pussy with lime, as I mentioned earlier. He also knows how to play the Wurlitzer. No, he doesn't. Forced that rhyme. Also, he ate your mom's pussy with lime. He went to Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. D to the E to the S-I-G-N. He fucked your mama again. Now he's coming out to speak to you, and I'm sure you've got questions. I do, too. Dear Mr. Schraub, how did art affect your life day to day? Well, I'm pretty sure that it did good. That's a little sneak preview. And now here's what we're going to do. We're going to dance break. Oh, yeah. Rob Schraub is 57,000 years old, so don't make your questions too bold. He might get scared and might run away and then eat some prune juice and curds and whey. It's all he can digest at this point. He's like a mummy. There's food that's too harsh, just hard on his tummy. He's, he's 57 years old, but he sold his comic book rights to Oliver Stone in, in 1996. And that's why I'm standing here. All right, let's let's try. Let's take it from the top in case it needs to be clean. All right, okay. Here's Rob Schraub in case they can, he can use that one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Schraub. That, that's not usable. Okay. I'm gonna start the beat from the top so we have to, you have some some. Okay, and maybe I should enter frame right. 
Yo, the man about to take the stage is world famous. He's Milwaukee's rage. His name is Rob Schraub, and he gets the job done. He went here in your school, son. If you ask him for wisdom, you might get it. I can't. I can't. Fuck. All right. Okay, wait. MC Harmon's the name. Hosting Harmon Town is my podcast game, but I'm not here to introduce myself. I'm here to pull my best friend from Milwaukee off the shelf. His his name is Rob Schraub. He went to your school. He's going to talk, so pay attention. Don't be a fool. Ask him questions about art and shit and uh, how he sucked your mama's tit. Fuck. God damn it. For those listening at home, Dan keeps leaving the stage and coming back into frame to, to get that extra showbiz. MC Harmon is my name. Coming from Milwaukee is my game. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Milwaukee is a town that makes people famous. <laughs> Brew City, coming from the top. I fucked your mama with the handle of a mop. <laughs> this show brought to you by the Weinstein Corporation. Dairy State. Milwaukee's not the capital. <laughs> Alright, sorry. You can't you can't rap at all. I just rhyming. I'm just, I, I'm just rhyming. Just rhyming. Here we go. I, I, I think this is the one. I think this is the one. I can feel it. My name is MC Dan. I've got a rap. This one has a plan. I'm going to introduce to you a very great man. He went to your school with a, his butt in a can. That's all he had for tuition back then. But he worked real hard, and, and he started to win. He took fine arts. He took graphic design. He ate your mama's pussy with a squeeze of lime. Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. The alumni time is here. It's time to ask him questions. It's time to make investments into your future by gaining wisdom. Oh, his come <laughs> is probably frothy. Talk more about the uh, the alumnus's come. My name is Dan Harmon. I'm pretty charming. I don't need to introduce myself. I'm going to bring a, my best friend off the shelf. He's went to your school called Myad. He's not in the Chinese triad, but if he was, that would be fine. His balls have fuzz. <laughs> so do ah, mine. Damn it. So do mine. I know, but i got to keep it clean, right? Because his mom's going to be there. Too much shoe leather. That's his heart. I hope this is the rest of the podcast. It could be. Why not? <laughs> you want a different beat? You want, you, you like that one? You want you want you want you want you want you want to try something else? Maybe it might open up the cans here a little bit. Let's try this one. Uh. <laughs> Yo, about to come to the stage right now, 
someone that made Milwaukee on the map than it was before. I'm not going to tell you his name till the end of this freestyle rap. By me, Dan Harmon. Yo! Milwaukee is a city. Sitting on the river. It's kind of sh- shitty. Fuck. God damn it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, just start it, start it, start Use that same track. From the beginning? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right, right. This, is, this one's real. This is like you're sitting at my ad and then the screen comes up. Okay. Use Milwaukee's awesome uh, city lo- uh, motto, too, when you get a chance. Okay. Right, right. Because I adore the Milwaukee city motto. Up. Milwaukee's generated very many fine specimens of human being. George Clooney, I assume, don't look it up. Myself, MC Harmon, and the man that's about to take the stage. My name is Dan, D-A-N, and I'm about to bring the master of Milwaukee in. He is a great person from a great lake. His credentials are not fake. He went to my ad. That's the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. <laughs> Man, the goddammit, fuck you. His name is Rob Schraub, but don't applaud yet, because the job ain't done. I'm going to rap and then run and introduce him. His dick is so big, it's got gluten in it. <laughs> He's fine arts, majored in fine arts. No, he didn't. I think he majored in graphic design. And then he created Scud. All right, God damn it! I fucked up. I fucked up. Can we do just one more? I swear to God, one more. I've got nowhere to be, man. I'm having the time of my life. I actually got to be somewhere in 20 minutes, so. For real? No. (laughs) Got to go back to get some cup, get some sweet cupping going on? Yeah, sweet cupping. Sweet cupping. Sweet cupping cakes. I'm going to cup the shit out of you later, Spencer. All right, here we go. You ready, Dan? Yeah. Just, just, Dan, let it, let it, let it fly. I know, but I can't be, I can't be profane. Yeah, don't be profane. Just let, 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 let let it just go. Be, Be yourself. Yo, I'm here to introduce the most important man that ever came out of Milwaukee. It's not me. It's my best friend, Rob Schraub. Yo, 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 Schraub. Yo, Schraub. Yo, Schraub. Schraub. S-C-H-R-A-B. Milwaukee is the place you want to be from. <laughs> this is the shittiest rap. I can't do it. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Fucking damn it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. You gonna try another beat? Yeah, give me one more beat. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is good. Okay. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one. Rob's coming to the stage. He's not fake. He's got his credentials from MIAD. You go to see. He's the man to see. You gonna ask him some Q's and A's. He's gonna soak up Milwaukee's rays. Get the vitamin D from the sun's always shining. 
my, my fuck graphic design and I could have said god damn it oh yeah alright 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 right. yo ain't no joke he's gonna come out fuck fuck <laughs> You had to sign in right there. I love it. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Okay, don't think. Don't think. Okay. Just like, like, like when you... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, clean entrance. Make it clean. Clear clear frame. You're clear. Here we go. You know, for $5 a month, you can watch Dan clear frame. <laughs> for our subscribers. Here we go. Yo. What's up, Bruce City? Yo. You ain't shitty to me. A great place by a great lake. But now I'm bringing up the man, for God's sake. He's my best friend that went to your hometown with you. He went to my ad, so what you gonna do? You gonna ask him questions and learn some stuff. I ate your mama's muff last night. That, sorry. Fuck. Okay. No, here we go. S-C-H-R-A-D. He is the man to see. Get some wisdom from him. He's about to start coming now, right up to the stage. He's the man that gave my ad all its rage and all its glory and all its passion. Don't talk to me about crashing a party when years should be home drawing. Do your homework. Rob Schraub, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Schraub. Here he comes, Rob Schraub. Here he is. All right, well, and then let me do one. So save that one, and then <laughs> yeah. Chris, All right, well, okay, that one. one more. You're yeah, saying? I thought the mama's muff was good. All I right, like well, one more, and then we'll. But then I also have to do one that's like just like in case he can't use the rap at all. I, I'll do one where I just say stuff. Okay, you want the beat? Yeah. Okay. Yo. No. Oh. Yo. No. Oh. Yo. Oh. My name is Dan Harmon. I come from Milwaukee, but I'm not there for tonight's walkie-talkie today. Fuck, what? what? I had the horrible feeling you were going to say bukkake. Oh. <laughs> All right, one more, one more, one more. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Dan Harmon. I come from Milwaukee. Rob Schraub's coming out like Bukaki in a minute. Oh He's he fucking ass, you asshole. <laughs> Jeff Davis put that rhyme in my head, but now I'm introducing Rob Schraub instead. He's my best friend for about 30 years. Is that how old we are? But we started drinking beers where you are, right there in your hometown. But when Rob Schraub was home, he was down in the basement drawing robots and shit, and that's why he's uh, here get over it he's the uh, super alumnus you should you're gonna be glad you come to this you're gonna ask him questions and stuff and <laughs> i'm not gonna say muff uh, <laughs> here he comes to the stage he's the milwaukee institute of art and design's rage he's the most famous dude the most powerful not that those things matter but here you go you're gonna get a taste of what makes him great and ask him really important questions for god's sake don't just say, can I have a job? Because you can't. So here he comes with his special pants. Rob Schraub. 
Yeah, we got that one. That's that, that's the okay. one. So we'll give them that one. The I think I think the uh, the faculty and the parents that, are, that attend that are going to be happy to know that the special guest is coming on stage like Bukaki. All right. So all right means a lot. Uh, okay. Hello, Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Uh, uh, I'm Dan Harmon. I'm also from Milwaukee. I did not go to your school. I went to Marquette for a little bit, and then I dropped out. But uh, um, Schraub, uh who I... Oh, shit. I shouldn't say his name. I should save it for the end. Okay. Take two. All right. Mark it. Yo. 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 S to the C to the H-R-A-B. Coming to the stage is the man you want to be. If you stay in school and major in graphic design, the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design, it's, uh, it's not that, it's not cheating to rhyme design with design if that's the name of the school. Rob Schraub is the man you need to, to ask questions of. Alright, alright. Obviously I'm not gonna just suddenly do a good rap. We, we thought for a second I would. Alright, here we go. So here's the verbal one. Okay. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to walk off stage and just going to hear a gunshot, and, and the birds are going to start singing again. All right. Hello. Are you an artist? Or is your son or daughter one? Or is your child non-gender binary? Starting over. Stay on target. Stay on target. Hello, Milwaukee. Thanks for voting for Trump, you fucks. Yeah, I was going to come back and visit too, but I had socks to sort. You fucks. I know. Milwaukee probably didn't vote for him. I'm sure it's a blue island in a big, dumb red state. All right, here we go. Butter emails. All right. Hello, Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. I did not go to you, but I did live in your city. My name is Dan Harmon, and I have become famous. Um, so, but I'm about to introduce somebody even more important than myself. He's the reason why I went to Los Angeles uh, on a U-Haul uh, with only my my mattress and a, and a pile of hustlers in a crate. And um, now I'm 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 so glad. That I followed him and listened to him. He always had the best advice for me. I, 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 like, like every single time I ever asked him for any feedback on a screenplay or how to solve a problem, his advice throughout my entire life was always the exact right advice. I only kept failing because I very often forgot to follow it. Um, he's a really, really, really special, really smart guy. Um, and, uh, and he went to your school and he benefited from, from all it has to offer. So I think this is going to be a great evening for you. Um, uh, sorry, I can't make eye contact with, with you. Um, uh, uh, please welcome to back to your, uh, Institute of Art and Design, Mr. Rob Schraub. Okay. All right. Good enough, right? Yeah. That was good. All right. I almost did this one. Uh, should we play D&D? Yeah. It's a bit early, right? Well, I mean, I guess that doesn't No, matter. Dan just rapped for 90 minutes. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the rapping I, I actually was short. I have, I have little tears in my eyes right now, Dan. That was, that was exciting. Well, can I do one rap now that we're not... That doesn't have to be clean? You can, so do, I can, you, you can do all the raps you want, baby. I feel like... 
What's, uh, do you feel any difference rapping to the lack of audience or is, is that not a factor? Mm, I don't know. I mean, have I ever been good? You have your moments when you really, you really lay it down. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can create some without the audience. Uh, Zach, what's that beat you got? Let's do something new. You got a beat you can lay on us or is that going to be hard? Yeah, I like when you DJ because you got the, uh, you got the goods. Zach McKeever, everybody on audio. Alright. Yo. 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 Oh no. Oh shit. Here we go. Yo. About to spit fire. Dropping science, taking me higher. My rap is a function of biology. I fucked your mama so hard, it was Scientology. I cleared the Thetans off her neck. I fucked her, rolled her over. Heck, I said to your mama, go back to church. I fucked your mama like her name was Lurch from the Adams Family. Got a hand in a box. Going up into your mama's socks, putting them inside out like the pantyhose. Fucked your mama, cause that's the way it goes. I fucked your mama, cause that's the way it goes. Fucked your mama, cause that's the way it goes. Turned your socks inside out like pantyhose. I fucked your mama, cause that's the way it goes. Went to the garage, built a canoe, cause I had nothing else to do. It's the new hobby that I'm pursuing. I fucked your mama and started chewing on her labia, but not hard, just a nibble, just a tiny love nibble. She asked for it. She likes it. Went up to the attic. I fucked your mama. She was ecstatic. She said, go get the handcuffs. I fucked her so hard, she had dandruff. <laughs> fucked with her follicles with my dick. Made her hair retain more grease because of my dick. Fucked your mama seven ways. Fucked your mama for 19 days. Fucked your mama didn't drink any water. Fucked your mama made two sons and a daughter. Sent them to school. Paid for their education. Fucked your mama all across the nation. Fucked her in Canada. Fucked her in Mexico too. Fucked her in North America. Okay? I fucked her everywhere. Fucked your mama. I fucked your mama. I fucked your mama. Here we go. Fucked your mama. Race. <laughs> the Olympics give medals for shit, but I never depended on it. Just fucked your mama so good they gave me one. I sold her. I just did that for fun. They said, "Here's your gold medal." He fucked your mama so good. I said, "Look, I just got special wood." It's all I do. I just I just fuck mamas. Now along comes you. You're telling me that you got a metric and a reward system. I don't know. I'm not even listening. I, I only fuck mamas for fun. I only fuck mamas till they say I'm done. I follow their guidance and their permission. Right emission. Nocturnal or daylight. Fuck your mama so hard. She says it, I stay right. Fuck. God damn it. Don't lose your flow. Oh, you're doing so good, Harmon. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. An aircraft carrier made out of pussies. <laughs> All right. All right. I wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Please continue that forever. All right. What's that? Right. What's that? An aircraft carrier made out of pussies. I mean, what are you going to, what, how do you, what do you, uh, get Gary Busey's? What are you going to rhyme? Uh, this isn't, okay. All right. All right. Yes, yes, exactly. A, a big ship made out of vaginas. I landed on it, the USS in North Carolina. I got out, submission accomplished. I fucked your mama so hard, it made my dick a dish. A filet mignon. And I served it till I was, okay. All right. All right. Just backing up, backing up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, I went back. Okay. 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 Just, just take it easy. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody, right. everybody, take it easy. Everybody, take it easy. Yo, take it yo, easy. yo, rapping, rapping like this, rapping, rapping like that, kicking, 
Chicken in the air. Fuck your mama. Don't even care. Raise my hands. Lowered them down. Fuck your mama like a birthday princess or a clown. Put out some balloons. Made them into animals. Fuck your mama so hard. That's the way it always goes. Oh, I went into the pool. I took a pee and grabbed a bar stool. Put it in my butt. Got three friends. And that's where that story ends. Across the threshold, met with a goddess. Fuck your mama so hard and stitched her about us. All right. All right. Damn. You ran goddess with bodice. <laughs> you good. fucked her mama so hard that she ended up having dandruff. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You was... fucked all the moisture out of her scalp. <laughs> you made a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> you made a canoe. You you said the mate. I mean, I don't want to nitpick. You said like make a canoe, and then you like did a rhyme about chewing. But you could have said like canoe wet canoeing. Yeah, it would have been. You fun. said I made, I made a canoe because that's what I was doing, and then I took the canoe and started chewing. You could have started canoeing. <laughs> but like, no, uh, look, look, we had a lot of fun. We're, it was we're, we're armchair rappers. Right. We're, yeah. we're, we're, it's we're, easy. We're Monday morning rappers. <laughs> it's easy from over here. It's easy to be a Monday morning rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is certainly the title of this episode. <laughs> you know, it's that time of year when uh, that, that people associate with uh, getting underwear for the holiday. How many times have you reached into your stocking above the fireplace and pulled out inferior underwear? Most of the time, I would say. Well, just underwear itself, even if it's, I don't know, not inferior, it, 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 if it's just regular underwear, it's a, it's a, it, you have to force yourself through the, you know, fake gratitude because a regular underwear is a shitty gift. It's a garbage because it's like a, usually a big burlap sack made of cotton. So uh, what you're getting from- at. Is that it's not just underwear, but it's the badness of the specific underwear that makes the gift impractical and poor? Yeah, so here's what I'm suggesting. Let's take back the holidays this year, and let's just all give ourselves superior underwear, for which we are grateful. You're talking about me undies. I'm talking about me undies. It's a holiday miracle of softness next to your butt. The M is for modal, the microfiber softer than cotton. The E is for elastic bands that are snug. This holiday season, I don't care if you're Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, whatever. What you know? We care a little bit if you're Jewish. We care a little bit, but in it, that's because all- we want to thank you for creating the religion that that are uh, the, the sequel to which we all uh, grew up on. Well, let's not, let's stay on topic. Are you worried that your, your underwear is too Zionist? Do you want a two state policy for your balls? <laughs> let's all make an agreement this holiday season that we stop giving each other terrible underwear. That's, it's been going on for too long. Dan, remember a couple years ago when I opened up my Christmas present from you? And I pretended, I, I, I feigned enjoyment about the terrible underwear that you gave me. Right, yeah. but what you really wanted was natural, sustainably sourced fiber-based underwear. Of course, Spencer. That's what everybody wants. And now we've found out that it's possible. All you got to do is go to MeUndies this holiday season to get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you will ever what? wear. I haven't checked out the Me Socks I yet. want these socks. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. You go to MeUndies.com. MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. It's a goddamn holiday miracle. This year, don't give underwear. Give me undies. Have yourself a micromodal Christmas. Let your balls hang down. Cradle them with sustainable, eco-friendly fibers. 
Just hear those undies jingling with a micromodal tingling too. I got a diamond pouch. Put your junk inside. I could vouch for you. As Jesus hung from the cross, bleeding to death over three days, he must have wished he could be down, let alone wear comfortable hey, Dad, underwears. That's me. Undies dot com slash Harmontown. Uh, let's bring Steve Levy to the stage. Oh, yeah, Levy! Oh. Give me some Levy. Steve to the leave. What's up, Steve? Hey. Yeah. What's up? What's going down, baby? How easy is it to show people my new favorite game? Um, Chris, can we... If I have it plugged in here, can it, can it be... So, Stevie, how's your love life? No, oh, come on. <laughs> Did you call me Stevie? Yep, it's a cool. uh, portmanteau. I love it. My, I didn't um, do it on purpose. My family, when I was a kid, they used to call me Stevie Levy. Right. I can imagine. I got it up on my Yeah, screen, but that's, that's, that's their fault. That's kind of a, that's kind of a Monopoly guy. So, for she the folks at kid, home... A we name got, is going to rhyme with the last name. You, you, that's not being clever. Three old I, people on a Steven, screen. Steven, I don't know. I, yeah. Two of these It's like naming your kid Robbie Schraub. Come on, don't make me feel that old. I mean old oh, in here terms we go. of historical. Look at this they game. It's like a crafting game. What's it called? i gotta, I got to figure out the name. Which, what's this one called? Dawn of Crafting. Dawn of Crafting. So what's the what's the what's the purpose so here? we got three guys. we got like an inventory So you're a caveman and, a and you take these interface. things... And then you can craft, right? So I got a rock and then another rock and then you craft. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh. what'd you make? Well, okay. And then you can, you can make you that a knife and then you can take the, you can take the, um, knife and you could probably slice some vegetables. What, what? See, and then you, oh, I, this, see, that's a new thing I learned. Sliced eggplant. Oh, so, so you learn new recipes. And why you, and why are those leaves flying like by at the background? Is that just for fun? No, that's ambience. Yeah. Well, maybe that's showing the wind direction. Are you in a straw hut? Yeah. Oh shit. We'll see. I don't. Are you all really. three of those guys, or are you play, you're playing the the, the, the wizard? Yeah, I mean, I, I am all three of them. I, look, I'm not. I'm not giving it a good. Uh, people, people are gonna think it's a dumb game, but it's not. It's cool. All no, right. people are digging it. All right, that's enough. Spencer, do you do you remember that game on like MS DOS where you're, you play as cavemen and you try to? There's like a wheel. No. It's called Dawn of Crafting. If you are even remotely uh, a fan of crafting. <laughs> Dan, is there any danger of dinosaurs coming and attacking this crafting situation? No, it's not written by a Christian. Oh. Yeah. Right. That's so confusing. Yeah. Look, I just downloaded this sound effects app three minutes before showtime, and I didn't really have a time to to vet these sounds. You're doing everything right. <laughs> All right, Levy, well, we got to talk about love life. No, Levy, what's what's going on in Levy's romantic situation? <laughs> There's uh, n- not much. Every time Steve comes up, it's not we much ask happening. I told you, give me time. Then maybe I'll have something to report. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I yeah, I. Do you, do you guys see? Speaking of speaking of our sexy friends like Steve Levy, did you know that Kumail Nanjiani is today's People Magazine Hot Guy of the Day? Oh like, yeah, he, he, which of the I, day. I think puts him in the running for the hottest man of the, the year. Running, oh, yeah. are they picking three hundred sixty-five? I don't know. I, I don't know how the whole thing works, but there's a picture of him having breakfast in bed with leather leather pillows, and uh, he's got like grapes and three cocktails, and he's he's looking good. Well, he'll probably handle that well. 
What do you mean? No. You know you who know. he is. He last time he was on the show, he came out with a crown on his head. He didn't. His movie wasn't even out yet. That was just Silicon Valley. Uh, he's that guy's. He's. You know, we're all going to be working for him. Yeah. What's it like to be less famous than uh, than one of your friends? It's. It's not. It's. It's. I'm not jealous. I. Uh, it just hurts <laughs> to see other people succeed. That's. What can you? Delineate the difference between jealousy and it yeah, I don't know. To- I think it's some kind of condition I have. I just experience physical pain when other people succeed. Right. So I don't, it's not jealousy. Jealousy is a bad quality. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't enjoy your friends doing well. I do enjoy it, but it hurts. Okay. God, it hurts. It, it physically hurts me. You need some uh, some cupping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this guy's <laughs> cupping. <laughs> All right. That, so, that sound effect implies that I was going to cup you with my dick. So right. Levy's not Levy's not talking. Uh, not talking. What do you want to talk about, Levy? No, he's, just, he's just being. He's just being. Uh, he's being bashful. Like you know, he's being. Let's give Steve sixty seconds to talk about whatever subject or subjects he would like. <laughs> Go. Uh, uh, no one else talk. So the the the, the Miami Hurricanes. One yesterday. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was a it was a big rivalry. Catholics versus convicts. You guys know about that? Oh yeah, I saw, I saw that documentary that that ESPN yeah, thirty for thirty. Thirty yeah, for thirty. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's, I'm yeah. a Miami Hurricane, and we stomped out Notre Dame. So you're a convict. I'm a convict. Yeah. yeah. Do they so? Do they own that, or is that totally bullshit? Like they did. Like do they kind of embrace that as oh, a joke? Oh, they embrace it. Like oh, yeah? even the even the announcers during the game are like, <laughs> "That's great." <laughs> mentioning it. Yeah. Is it, is it Notre Dame? You said. Yeah. Yeah. And every so they invented this thing this year where every turnover, which is like where they f- force change the, of possession. The, yeah, the change of possession. So when the other team has the ball and they intercept it or recover a fumble. Uh, whatever p- player forces the, uh, the, the turnover, the turnover, they get this giant m- golden chain with the U on it, the turnover chain, and then they wear it. It's like eight pounds or something. Apparently. During the game? During the game. No. No, they don't wear it on the field, but okay. they wear it on the sideline, oh, and they're okay. like, they get their moment. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Dan, you ever check out a 30 for 30? A 30 for 30, no. Yeah. You might like it. It's the narrative part of sports, not the sports part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm watching the one. I, I'm halfway through the one about Ric Flair. Have you watched that one? That, no, that no, that sounds crazy. really interesting. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's called Nature Boy, and it's really good because I, just, I didn't know that much about Ric Flair and what his life was like. But like, I, I don't know. He, I mean, he's still with us, and he still he still looks like Ric Flair. But like, uh, he like there's there's still teams that in their war, in their locker room warm up. Chant like his like ring ba- banter, like when he would come into the ring and grab the microphone. They quote Ric Flair. That's how much of an impact he had on like s- sports as celebrity, right? And, and now he's like a yoga guy, right? <laughs> Don't spoil it for me, Spencer. Ric Flair oh. was the guy who whose catchphrase was "woo, yeah, woo." <laughs> that's, your, cause, cause, that's the chant. But he go like, "I'm the I'm the wheeling dealing, kiss stealing, you know, like Glockenspielen." He didn't say that one. I made that up. <laughs> that would be great. But I, that'd be amazing if he was Glockenspielen. Because <laughs> catchphrases hadn't been, you know, the the industry wasn't in full swing yet. So well, you had your catchphrase could just be "woo." You already had Muhammad Ali. <laughs> but he was certainly standing on Muhammad Ali's shoulders, and he kind of, I think, not ripped him off, but certainly was doing his, his silver-haired riff on that. 
But, uh, yeah, he was, you know, just like cheating on his wife all the time and doing, you know, like, like drinking a lot and, and wrestling a lot and saying woo a lot. But it's a good documentary. What do you guys do when you go home at night? Like uh, every night, video games and sleep, or emails, or something like that. Church and I'll get in the couch and we'll watch like Chop Junior and fucking yell at the TV. Oh yeah, Chop Junior's so much better than Chop. It's not even funny. Is that the one with the kids? Yeah. yeah. So my brother, you know, how they do fantasy sports, like fantasy football and sure. stuff. No. Fantasy, they, do, they draft in the beginning of the season. Ah! All of his friends go in, and they get, I think, f- five kids, and they all put money in, and then it's whoever's kid ends up winning gets See, the pot. I am I, not a fantasy sports fan. I, I don't do that, uh, but I, I could get down on that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. We they should, we they should have a blast. A they all get around. They watch the episodes together and are yelling at each other when the kids are, like, screwing up cooking and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you guys are having more f- uh, fun living than me. Like you're, what you, okay, Dan. You, I agree. What do you do I, when I you feel go like home? I don't have fun either. Well, I just Cody and I. We, we like we, we just like being together. We watch. Uh, we if we watch something, we'll watch like a true crime thing. But the, or then we'll, we'll we'll just listen to one of a list of podcasts and things. But yeah, that sounds really boring. Spending time with loved ones. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about you guys are having more fun. I guess I mean like you guys seem like you're in a better mood than me. That's what I meant tonight. Like, like lately, you know, like I, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been feeling like, like, like with very little variation, like I've been like, like getting closer and closer to just like, I just, just about the world. I'm just so deeply cynical. Like I yeah. just hate yeah. people so much. But I much. feel like you've been pretty good. I feel like you've been in a, in a good place. Well, I think, well, there's an irony there though that's like kind of deceptive because I, I think, I truly like have kind of given up on humanity. So once you've done that, you get in bad moods less. Cause you're like, oh, you're not, you're, they're not letting you down anymore. Uh, And you're not like striving to accomplish anything. I'm just like, oh, I live on a planet of fucking drooling, babbling animals. I I know that I'm in a worse mood generally lately than I have been probably ever. And I don't know if that's just the ravages of time or the, the, or the, the fact that we have a moron, uh, illiterate douchebag president who constantly every day makes us uh, embarrassed to be alive. I have a theory slash rant about, like, I, I, I don't know. You know, we've learned so much about psychology recently. You know, for the longest time, we haven't understood psychology and sociology on the level we have and, like, trauma and how that impacts the brain and stuff. But, the, you know, there's obviously been human atrocities and terrible tragedies and trying times through all of human history and stuff, but I don't know how often and we've been able to really think about it on that level. I wonder if, you know, this sort of stuff has an effect on people historically. Like if you went back to, I don't know, like the Great Leap Forward or something or Holocaust times, if if people weren't also feeling like that, you know, just generally more agitated, more at odds with people. I wonder if that's I, something that's happening. If I, I would say that. it probably certainly does. Like it's like, like a low-grade PTSD. If you look like the, all, this, I, these giant uh, protests and uh, this, all those Nazis and 60,000 fucking... Yeah, that's like, so terrifying. crazy. Like, like the, that's, that, 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 that's an unhappy world saying... Fix it! Fix it! Fix it! Like, like wait, get, where was that? What are you talking about? Warsaw, six oh, yeah, Poland. Yeah, proudly. Yeah, yeah, that's when I really checked out, man. I saw. I was like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm Polish. Like, like, I, I, I like, like, I racist. Pol, 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 Polish people are. We're, we're the original Nazi victims. I mean, we're like, like we were getting picked on. Like, like my ancestors fled that shit. Like, it, it, it it's like. 
It, it's, it's fucking insane. The entire city of Warsaw was bombed into oblivion. Like there's, uh, there's probably not a, a more than a couple buildings that, it, that are still standing pre 1940, you know, four. Uh, the whole place just got annihilated. It just makes me check out, you know, like I don't, I don't, there's nothing, it's just so much bigger than all of us, you know, it's yeah. so, it's so inexorable. And so you just want to go, well, shit, I should have, I should have spent the last year, you know, sticking to my elliptical and actually like building a doomsday shelter and all this stuff because <laughs> it's not going to take, it's not, it didn't happen overnight. So I kept snapping back out of it and going, things will be okay. But like, it's just like. It, the truth is, or at least feels like, that it's like, okay, we're on like a five-year slide into hell on Earth in one form or another, whether it's nuclear annihilation or just like fucking like total like global fascist um, uh, 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 coups resulting in like a crazy like... I, I I can't tell which is going to be worse, like the war version of it or the peace version of it. Where, but like in any case, like just like the the definition of inhumanity, like getting so much uh, harder to meet. In other words, like atrocity becoming more and more tolerable, and people pulling back more and more. Uh, like I just like I saw that those that photo of Poland, like it's just like I'm yeah, just it looks out. like Mordor, I'm just out. Yeah. I can't. What am I supposed to do? Throw a tin can at it? Like what? How am I supposed to brush my teeth? Why? Why? How can I give a fuck? Like the people have spoken. Like they don't. They want to die. All right. So, anyways, so Steve, we were, who are you uh, seeing right now? Anybody? You got a you got a squeeze on the side? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything currently. I sat next to a seventy-three-year-old lesbian woman. I saw uh, this. This is good. Um, <laughs> this is good. At the bar, on, where our flight was delayed, and she was a heavy. She 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 was just. She started chatting me up because we were both kettle one drinkers, and uh, and and also the no lime thing. She heard me on the plane, like making a big deal out of it, and um. But the, the guy in the plane, did you hear the guy? I go, I go, I go, no lime, and the guy's like, uh huh, yeah, and I go, no lime, and he goes like, yeah, and I go like, I can't stress this enough, no lime, and he's like. All right, and then when he brought brought maybe, me the maybe drink, maybe he heard your raps about how many pusses you ate with a little bit. He of brought lime. me the drink back, and he goes like, "Did someone on this flight put, give you a lime? Like he like like giving me two. It was like motherfucker. Like no no not this flight. What do you got? What do you got? Flight patriotism? Someone on your fucking airline every goddamn time. The the the, the flight out there. Like this is what happens every no no lime. Uh uh, uh yeah, yeah uh, and, and then come back. I, I, I got a shish kebab of lime like all, steeped like remember, swished around they remember you said lime and i yeah, said i said i said i i go i go i go i, go, I, I you got it i said no lime and she goes oh all i heard was lime I, okay all right look language doesn't work that way all i heard was lime if 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 all i heard was uh uh now boarding and I just decided to get on the plane. You'd fucking beat my ass like you did that one guy when you wanted to make money. Like, 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 like you you expect me to hear more than uh, the words that I feel like hearing. Fuck you, United Airlines. Fuck you. You fucking fuck all airlines. Fucking cartel. Especially you. There, I got, I got, I got found someone to be angry about. But the guy's like, he was just like, did someone? Is that like the 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 offense? Like, why are you offended? I'm the fucking victim here, man. I'm the one that's getting limes put in all my shit all the time. I'm the fucking lime lime guy. 
You're not, you're just a dude that's like wondering why I really need you to know no lime in it, you fuck. Whenever we, I get soda, like, I always ask for just the can and not the glass, because if you ask for the glass, they'll just put like four ounces of soda and then keep the can, and then they never do that. And mm. it's like, you're, you're not even going somewhere else, you're just reaching in to grab a can, and you, I don't know. I hate restaurants that, uh, <laughs> like, you, when you order delivery, and they have Diet Coke on their menu, and then they, you, you order a Diet Coke, you're like, that sounds great. Uh, and they, they, they they bring you a taped up ass fucking plastic thing filled with ice. It's like probably represents like two ounces of of actual diet coke from a soda fountain instead of a can. Give me a can of diet coke. It's right. taped up. Well, yeah, they tape it up because you know so, so it doesn't you, spill. Yeah, because they have to put all this effort into s- saving money. Uh, just give me a can of coke, you knobs. Damn what? <clears throat> Uh, church points out, uh, like, there's, there are things to be, uh, happy about. Were you, were, were you heartened at all by the fact that we, like, on these last elections, people, uh, yeah, I, a, well, you know, that's a what, Sikh, uh, trans people, lesbians, Black Lives Matter people. That's what the 73 year old lesbian and I did talk about, where like, I, I, but I honest, I have to be perfectly honest with you. I, 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 the timing of this is like, I was, I was checked out. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there for that victory mentally. I I I heard about it third hand, you know, like like after the fact because I wasn't following it. I wasn't rooting for anything. I wasn't I wasn't invested. I was like numb. But that is great to hear. It is, and it's great to hear that that guy molested a fourteen year old. That's my best. <laughs> it is great. So did you see, did you see the guy? The guy with the I retweeted that guy with the hammer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I stole your your no, thing because I like I I just go I'm through not doing stuff. any jokes. I just I'm just so angry. Like I got that's, so I, many I'm just retweets, yelling though. at people all the time. This on is Twitter about the now. guy taking a Keurig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the expensive owns. thing that he bought. Keurig has his money. Here's my question. <laughs> he took a hammer out, which is the least. Which I believe I want to know. I'm, I'm trying to piece together the narrative. Like I want to take out index cards and, and with each fact that we know. Because one of them is that he owns that machine. One of them is that he, I, I, I won't say what wants, you know, loves fucking children. Like, but he, 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 he we he, won't go that far. But, but, but we know he that he, not love he, he supports children. Hannity. Like, so that's one index card. And then he's, like, oh, yeah. So did, I, I was thinking like, is this, is, did it become his favorite show because of the, the uh, child fucking uh, support or, or was it already his favorite show? And then, and then, and then he saw, and then Hannity came on the episode and was like, I think that it's okay that this guy fucked a kid or tried to fuck a kid, tried to fuck four kids. Um, uh, it's fine. It was 40 years ago. And hey, look, kids are kids. They, they, like, they know what they're doing. They know what they signed up for when they turned 14. And, and, and the guy was like watching it and he was like, fucking A, finally, like a show that's talking my language. And then the commercials came out and the coffee maker commercial came out and said like, wouldn't you like a delicious cup of Kurgan coffee? Cougar, 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 coffee. And, and he was like, fuck, I, I, like, I do, I love coffee. Or he hates coffee, but he went out and was like, "I was like, I want to support Gotta this support sponsor." Hannity. Yeah, and then and then he brings it home and he's like sipping it. He's like, oh, "I'm not even a coffee fan, but I I, I got I, I just love fucking kids." And then and then and then the and then he saw the news and he's like, "God damn it!" Some guy, I, I I made a joke like a tweet about like you know I I I've always refused to make coffee out of any machine that by a company that isn't 100 percent into pedophilia, and then uh, <laughs> and then some guy. Responded and it, and logically, whoever it is, I did block him because I read some of his other stuff and I didn't dig it. Uh, but but what he said was fine to start a conversation. But I just know where the conversation is going to lead. And it was uh, oh, so if I accuse you of molesting me when I was fourteen, you wouldn't want your friends and family to presume you innocent and protect you until blah 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 blah. Uh, nice to know. 
If you didn't say the nice to know thing, I might have I might have replied and like not in- instantly blocked him. But the thing is, like your presumption of innocence thing. Yes, of course, everyone's presumed innocent. I mean, is, is, is innocent until uh, is presumed innocent until until proven guilty. But not Obama. When he, he admitted when, when it. He, he, was he a admitted it. He admitted it. They're like, here's these kids that coming forward. They're saying he touched me. He goes on television. I never dated any daughters underage without their mother's permission. Yeah. That's admitting. It. He admitted it. He like did, it's yeah. not even alleged. He fucking did it. And he did and say, I didn't buy anybody acting. any beers. Yeah, no, but that's saying I did it. Yeah. But, like, people are saying, oh, he admitted it. Like, I, I, we, Bill Cosby hasn't been proven guilty. Um, 9,000 women said he raped them. Bill Cosby I, I, hasn't admitted it. Yeah. You go, yeah, but exactly. But. To his credit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a if fighter. You, if, 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 uh, listeners, if you, if you take one lesson away from tonight's show, keep, it, keep your mouth shut. Um, no, okay, but does, does Keurig make money off the K-Cups? I thought any company can make K-Cups. And they make the machine. Right. So, so they're not continuing to make dollars after the purchase because you get your K cups from, you know, anywhere. He could have got K cups from a pedophile company and, right. and, and, and actually really stuck it to Keurig. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I don't know who it is. Somebody, if you, you can find it on my Twitter replies to that tweet. I forget who it is. Someone said, uh, that's why I get all my coffee from chock full of Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have said chock the, full of underage nuts. But. The thing that I think is really funny is is the idea of of boycotting a company for pulling its sponsorship. I think that's really funny, like because we're not really that's that's it's it's already too complicated. Yeah, like if you want, the, you my... don't think the company already did the math on this? Like like they're the ones with the most at stake. You're so dumb. You're smashing your own property and uh, thinking it's punishing someone. They they have. Accountants, like, and PR people, like, they crunched the numbers and said, look, I wish we weren't in this situation, but the truth is we make a penny more in the long run if we don't sponsor the pedophile show. And, and, but, but also the funny thing about it is, is like, you're, you're punishing, you're punishing the free market. You're punishing, like, you're punishing, like, a company just going, just not doing anything. You're just, they're going like, well, we just I don't want to, a lot of people's beef, pulling our sponsors. A lot of people's beef was that, that, that it's, it's, it looked, like the optics of it looked like that Keurig pulled their sponsorship after tweets. Like, like yeah, yeah. So, so, so say they did. How the fuck do you want a corporation to behave? That's, that's what, I mean, liber- Jeff- liberals aren't this insane. You know, like, like there's a lot of dumb liberals. Like, 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 like 85% of everybody is Everybody's moron, overreacting but, to everything at all times, but it's, it's but it's just yeah. like they imitate, the right imitates the left and, 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 and it's like just like bizarro. But they don't understand. It's like you, re- you realize that they're sociopaths because you go like, you don't understand anything then because like it's different to say, oh, these are, the, it was like, like, like this is the list of sponsors for this thing that we don't like. Okay, Uber, you're you're in the crosshairs. We're not going to take Uber. Okay, everybody, I'm deleting my Uber app. Here's a video of me deleting it. Hey, don't don't sponsor Uber because Uber sponsors this thing. And then you wait for Uber to cave or to cave. <laughs> like this idea of because they don't they don't even have that. They can't go to shows that aren't supporting pedophilia and then well, and the say like I'm going to stop using your rideshare service until you support. 
that's why Jeff's joke is so perfect, because what are you trying to say other than I only support companies who defend pedophilia monetarily? Yeah. I mean, and it's pretty insane. I, it I, is insane. I, I only want coffee. You, everyone should have the right to defend pedophilia and make me a delicious cup of coffee. Right. It's a, it's an absurd position, but that's their espoused position also, like, by it, their admission. I, I love people throwing their, their expensive machinery off of a landing like onto the sidewalk. And it's like the, it's not heavy enough to be dramatic. Yeah. Also, the guy's hammer thing. It's like there's a lot of internal cuts in that. There's a lot of internal oh, edits. So oh yeah. To make it look he, like magic. He probably had to go like, oh shit, I need a, I need, I need some water. Like I gotta hydrate. This is taking forever. Like there's a lot of in, internal cuts where the thing keeps moving around. And like, yeah, that guy bothered to reply to me after I was like. You know, aren't you supposed to be using a bat? What's with the goggles? And then he was like, I was trying to show how silly something is or like something like that. Like he was being ironic about it, but he wasn't because all he was talking about is how it was alleged and we can't do this. Yeah. But then he was saying he was making a joke. It's like, you're clearly not making a joke. I, I, I convicted him of wearing sandals and socks and, uh, and, and, and a helmet. Yeah. That's the, you want shoes. If you're going to be hammering something at your feet, you don't need fucking a hard hat. What's it's gonna I, fall I, on your I, fucking head. I just also love the idea I'm that I'm so mad. Boycotts don't work by you throwing out the thing that you already paid for. It. Like, no, I mean that was the Starbucks boycott was the same thing. I You're gonna say Merry Christmas. We're gonna fucking buy coffee. <laughs> All of it. Capitalism doesn't work when you demand the corporations pay fealty to your ideological agenda. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's a, a boycott is a is a reaction when you when you're, you're 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 protesting a company. You're trying to say let's hit them where it hurts in their wallet so you go to the sponsor and say we are not going to support your company as long as you continue to make it financially possible for this person to blah 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 that makes sense <laughs> nothing makes sense about the idea that that coffee company is supposed to feel bad or punished for not doing something they don't feel like doing like they they stopped advertising during the show because so, so you're saying like from now on it's important that corporations really toe the line it's important that they 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 it's like, like so so you're a communist you're a fucking like what are you right. like, like you're not a capitalist you're not you're Aren't you going to be lecturing me about the free market two days from now? Isn't this whole thing about fucking money? You suck at business. You're an idiot. You think we're gonna we're gonna make money as a country in a world where you demand coffee machines, love pedophilia, or else? You should demand that they like coffee. Brother, because otherwise the country's gonna go broke, man. Like, 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 it, it just doesn't, I don't, I can't do it anymore. I'm gonna fucking shoot my dogs and then myself. Your dogs will be fine. No. Well, I'll shoot myself and let my dogs eat me, like in Gerald's game. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the dogs will be fine. Then, 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 they'll, then they'll just die or, or go feral and, you know, kick ass. I mean, that probably, they're probably gonna be fine. Like, probably someone Harvey, else will own them. Harvey, no, Nigel will be fine. Harvey won't know what the fuck to do on his own. He'll die in the first. Harvey, Harvey won't eat me. Harvey, Harvey will watch Nigel eat me to the fucking bone. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, I think if I sleep too late, Nigel would start nibbling my earlobes. <laughs> Nigel's, Nigel's, <laughs> Nigel's from the street. Nigel's a fucking hardcore Echo Park baller. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah. he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't even, which is nice because when I come home from a long trip, like, 
Harvey will, you know, like, Harvey went through a submissive peeing phase. Like, Harvey is very emotionally, over all my shoes. like, um, vulnerable and stuff like that. Harvey is very emp- empathic. When Nigel does something wrong and I yell at Nigel, Harvey, like, go- goes and is sad for Nigel and shit. But, like, that's, it's nice though, cause it's like, it has its advantages, cause Ni- I come home from a long trip and Nigel's just like, just same expression on his face. He's just like, who are you? Do you want to play fetch? You know, like, he doesn't get it. But Harvey, yeah, Harvey's, Harvey's very Connected. Is he still eating the crash out of your meandies? Yeah, I mean he'll. Yeah, I, I, I've been trained to. I, I take better care of my underwear. <laughs> you now. leave your undies in the air like he's a bear with, with food. <laughs> you, you have to hide your stuff like on, on a high shelf. I put everything up as high as I can. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could just use like drawers, like you know, where people put their underwear away. All right, you toss your dirty underwear into some drawers. <laughs> Are you guys my mom? No, I mean, I'm saying that's a bad idea. Like, oh. Get all your clothes. Oh, yeah, snagged. dirty underwear in the drawer, yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be weird. Oh, yeah, well, I have a hamper. A hamper, there you go. <sighs> yeah, I wasn't going to make fun it, of that. It, it, that is sense. he nefarious enough to get into a hamper? Would he knock a hamper over to get into those sweet, delicious poopy undies? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's done that yet, but sometimes, sometimes I swear, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way I left these underwear out. Like, like, I don't know. It's, it's, there's still like plausible deniability though, like where, oh, maybe I left them on the, sh- the bathroom floor. But yeah, he 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 does some fucked up shit, man. Like, like he knows it's wrong too. Like he, it's so oh, crazy yeah. how dogs no, know exactly what they're not supposed to do, and then they're just. It's so weird. Like you, you leave the room, and then they're just like they're up on a counter, like eating a bowl of cheese yeah. dip, and, and then and then you come in, and they're just like. <clears throat> Nigel's <laughs> crazy at that too. <laughs> like Nigel, you can tell a difference when he knows he's being observed and when he doesn't think he's being observed. Like it's really interesting. Yeah, he probably just wants attention, like a naughty child. Like, well, they, no, they, he they, wants to get away with things. Oh. Like he knows what he'll be, you know, told not to do. And yeah, I had a I I I I Cody's dog is staying with us a lot now. Barbara and uh, Cody was gone, and I was just sitting. The Cody's three dogs and Barbara, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I, I'm playing uh, uh, Mario, and then I hear this like crash, and I think, oh god, Barbara probably maybe the doggy doors barricaded. Um, Barbara maybe knocked the, the barricade over. Maybe she's hurt. You know, it's a crash. There was I just I I, I I was assuming it was coming from one place, and I walked from the room where I was playing the video game down towards where I assumed the crash was coming from, and along the way, I passed my bedroom, where Harvey and Nigel are both going like... They just, it's just so funny looking back at it because it's like at the time I was like I just noticed it but like wasn't thinking the, the the two of them just had this expression on their faces like 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 the the expression you'd have if you were doing a line of coke at a party and somebody like walked in you know they just kind of like were like they just had, had this like weird forced yeah, yeah. like like casualness to them <laughs> like they're like what's up what's up well, did you hear something and, and, and then I and then I went downstairs and there was a, the the doggy door was fine and Barbara was fine. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you two. And I, and, I, and I went up to the bedroom where they were like, like straightening their ties and hanging out as I walked past. And it was like, were they humping? What the fuck did they even do? There was like, there, there was a picture of me turned over on the nightstand, like, 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 and there was a, there was a, there was a bunch of beverages in, in the drawer of Cody's nightstand, and, uh, it was just like, 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 it was like they were, like, I don't know, were they, like, making a fort or? A bomb. Uh, it, 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 the story didn't really end that great, but it was like, it's just, it's just funny that those guys were, were like. Inspiring. Yeah. I like it. 
with 10 Tony nominations, including Best Musical. The New York Post said Something Rotten is a big, fat hit. This hilarious new show tells the story of two brothers who are desperate to write their own hit play while the rock star Shakespeare keeps getting all the hits. When a local soothsayer foretells that the future of theater involves singing, dancing, and acting at the same time, the brothers set out to write the world's very first musical. With its heart on its ruffled sleeve and sequins in its soul, New York Magazine says Something Rotten is The Producers meets Spamalot meets The Book of Mormon. It begins November 21st. Uh, The tickets are at the AmundsenTheater.org. It's the Amundsen Theater. Now through December 31st, tickets at AmundsenTheater.org. Now, we return you to podcast. <laughs> Something rotten. You'll float, too. Steve, how's your love life? <laughs> you guys hear about these Chinese murder fans? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did, what, what did, we, did we talk through the D&D time? Or no, 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 we're, we're good. No, let's, let's discuss this. Cause I've, been, I've been away a while, and uh, I, Brandon, uh, he told me, he just texted me and said he turned me into a caterer. He was great. He, um, he said he turned. He got a lot of snacks for us. Yeah, apparently I, I'm. I'm Chad the Firelaker is now Chad the, the snack bringer. Yeah, he cooked I mean, us some beef jerky. I don't know how canon that was. It wasn't beef jerky. Oh, I guess it was beef jerky. It was myrrh balls. Was the main thing. Myrrh balls. Which I was it like myrrh like the herb, or like the the gift to Jesus. Same thing. Anyway, um, you know, Fernet Branca has myrrh in it. Really? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I can taste it just thinking about it. I don't know it. It's so strong. Is. It's like a. It, they, they, oh yeah, it's you're like Jewish. an essence. They gave of, it to it's, Jesus. Like a, it's like an essence from like a root or a tree, and it's like kind of a, like a very precious sap and uh, preservative and, nice. and perfume and like kind of a healer kind of thing. Did I talk about good. Floyd the Tree Whisperer uh, last I episode? I don't okay. think so. There's there's shit going down with the the. Uh, is that the guy that we you waited for on Sunday? The eucalyptus tree. Is uh, this the Bootsons? Yeah, well, it's. I mean, this is the. Remember when she talked about the of a well-respected arborist or whatever? Like, yeah, it was an episode. I, I, I met that guy, and he. Uh, yeah, I could swear I talked about this though. I feel like you did. Yeah, I heard about, it, but I just don't remember if it was on the show or not. Yeah, I don't remember if it was on the show. Not on yeah, the show. I thought so. Well, this dude came out who looks like a teamster. And a sleeveless shirt, but then I started noticing things like like his his tattoos were kind of. Like, sorry, that was I just I hit the mistake. That was not. Uh, well, I just noticed he had tattoos, even though he looked kind of straight laced. But then, and then also he had like blue nail polish on it with like yellow moons on the like somebody somebody had spent time on his nails, and uh, and then he's he's talking about the tree and how he he can tell me if the tree needs to be cut down, which it does because it's dead. But then he, 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 he needed to talk to the tree for a second. And as he stepped forward, he, I realized that the shirt he was wearing was a, uh, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman shirt. It was like, it was just, the front didn't have anything on it, but then the back, that was like just the greatest, like, reveal that he was wearing this, like, Wonder Woman shirt the whole time. But he went over to talk to the tree? He talked to the tree, he's like, he's like, this tree is like, really sad, and dying, and dead, and like, when, it's, Did he put his hand on dying, it? Like, how does he yeah. talk to it? Well, yeah, I know, well, I, I didn't, I, that that was my mistake, oh, not his. But he and also showed us. That he's like, "This is dangerous." There's like this shit on it, like this kind of rot that um, it's like a fungus that grows on dead uh, 
wood and it like it, it, if 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 the neighbor's kid like started playing with it it could get really sick like it could it could create he said he got he almost died once because he inhaled a bunch of it and it like grows a fungus in your lungs and stuff and is that when a tree attacks that's well this i mean the tree has just been dying for a for a long time it's like you know it's hollow you can i mean it's like the roots aren't even connected to the trunk it's it's just this giant eucalyptus tree that's like leaning towards my neighbor's house and ready to fall on it. Damn it! Eight thousand dollars it will cost to cut it down. What? Do you split that? I don't know. They have a landlord. You should I, light it. On is, fire. is the worry that it will fall over and crash into your like like into your house and kill everybody? Yeah. It, uh, it will. It will. What, it will one day fall on my neighbor's house. We had to cut down when I was a kid. I grew up with these giant eucalyptus trees in our neighborhood when I was a little kid in Tustin, and there was like the garage and like that side of the house. And like a five foot gap, and then the house, and then in between that was a hill with a giant, like you know, hundred foot eucalyptus tree. This giant tree, and they cut it down, and it fell exactly in between. They, they, these these pros came in and did all this math and all this stuff, and checked the windage and all this shit, and it went boom right in between the houses. Damn. If it had gone a foot either way, it would have destroyed something. Yeah, I don't think amazing. they do it like that anymore. I think they do it in chunks from yeah. the top down. and that's why Floyd won't be a part of it. Floyd, Floyd he said, see it. he said, I come here to tell you that the tree wants to be, needs to be cut down, needs to be, you know, put out of its misery or whatever, and uh, I won't do it myself. I won't take that money. I won't take that job because I, I. He, he said, he characterized it like, as he's gotten older, he's learned to empathize with humans almost as much as trees, and so <laughs> he's really worried about the day laborers that you bring in to like these guys climb up. If you've if you've ever seen these people bring down a big tree in Los Angeles, it's harrowing. Yeah. Um. I I I I understand what he's saying completely. I can't believe that anyone asks anyone to do that job. It's insane. Like they go up with these with w- w- ropes and. And they're just chainsawing shit up there, and they're tying things. It's just like it looks like a Cirque du Soleil act, but but designed to kill a human. And uh, so he doesn't want any part of that. But he demanded uh, that I notify him when we do decide to cut the tree down because he wants to come out and do a memorial service. So, uh, which I definitely will be like recording. <laughs> I will, I will, I will not be mocking it. I, th- I, I, but I will be, I will be sharing it with as many people as possible because I, because this guy's definitely a very interesting dude. That's pretty, pretty weird. I kept making jokes and he was just, he's just one of those guys. It's like my jokes were not landing with this guy, you know? <laughs> like I, I was, I was like, man, I feel really bad, like, cause I feel like I'm a party to this because I moved into this house and I, I replaced the pipes. They were clay pipes from 1929. I mean, like this tree must have been so excited when I moved in, taking all my nacho shits and stuff, and now and then I replaced the pipes with plastic. So it's probably like uh, that's probably part of what you know. I, I starved it out. Yeah. It was it was roots were growing into my pipes and causing the the sewage to back up into my bathtub. Let's play a little of uh, this D and D, shall we? All right. D and D. Dan, uh, while Spencer uh, hands down the. Uh the character sheets. What was the sound that when, when you heard Barbara and Nigel knocking things over? Like, did you hear some sort of crash in the background? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was this. Was it? A little, did it go a little something like this? <laughs> I 
Or maybe when you heard that, did you give a, did you make this response? <laughs> and then, and then you go, uh oh, I had a lot to eat today, so. <laughs> did did oh, my man. dick just take a shit? This is comedy you cannot find anywhere else. This is top notch. <laughs> this is, this is public radio level. FM. I guess not public. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's been a bad episode, but... This is good. This Dan, is what the people want. Oh, hello. Dan Harmon. Oh, shit. A dinosaur's on the phone. That sounded like a plane. No one, nobody wants a dinosaur on the fucking phone. I think we will. We we need to add the uh, functionality where we can we can have we can just go to the uh, subscribers and they can ask questions up on the screen and then we can answer them. That'd be great. We're so, working on it. Yeah, we'll we work harder. This is this is only gonna work on the people who are subscribing live. But just once again, Callie is doing a Kickstarter. It's only got two days left. It seems like she might not make it. So donate. It's important to me because we're financially linked as a result of being roommates. And if you wait too long, I'll flush you down a toilet. <laughs> God, so good to be back, you guys. All right, Spence. I really missed you. Should we cue him up? Let's, let's oh, do yeah. that recap. You guys remember. Jeff doesn't remember. No, no, what, no. what doesn't Jeff remember? Do you, do you want music uh, for your recap, or do you want to do this uh, acapella? I could do it either way, but answer my question before you start the music. Um, let's see. I have notes here. Not your notes. What do you remember? Uh, nothing. <laughs> it was a thousand years ago. <laughs> I promise it was not. Br- Brother Absalom might have a mission, I wrote down. Do you remember what that means? Nope. A summon a horse, adventure... Oh, we, we, we're going out on the adventure of Passion's Gem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So hit the music. I'll, Even I'll though go. you sounded less than thrilled about us choosing to go on the adventure of Passion's Gem. If you'll recall, I often sound less than thrilled about That's most true. things. That's kind of your thing. Yeah. Cue this guy up. All right, let's get some music up here for some Spencers. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Last time on Harmon Quest... <laughs> Harmon Town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harmon Quest is a TV show. Oh, shit. On Verve. Last time on Harmon Town. What was happening? Our heroes had completed their mission. They returned to Pure Burn Keep to turn it in, and they had a debriefing with the guys who took Patchens to talk to him some more. And you guys agreed to meet him, and then you went to the tavern. You tried appetizers at the tavern, but Diarrhea Jr. could not be dissuaded by the snacks and instead went to seek out Patchens. And he sought him out and he found Patchens, and Patchens was pissed. Patchens was like, I just want to tell you guys, fuck you guys, and I'm leaving. I got to handle my business and fuck you. And he left. And uh, then Diarrhea Jr. went back to the tavern and they discussed what to do. And I think that Dan might have wanted to help him, and then Jeff didn't want to help him for a while, and then Jeff really wanted to help him. And then Jeff went to help him, and he summoned a horse. Oh, yeah. He summoned the horse, and he found Patchens, and he told him to wait right there. And then he did wait right there. And then they all arrived and talked to Patchens. And after a discussion, they agreed to join the quest for Patchens' gem. Now. 
Nice. Thank you. All right. So after that, was Brand- Brandon played Chad the Firelicker for a little while, but I, did, did a whole lot get done? Or you guys? No, you agreed to do the quest, and then okay. Geffen showed up, and he was like, hey, it seems like everyone at this town is on pot or some shit. Which one's Geffen? Geffen was the guy that, remember, he came up on a horse, and then he, sh- he, he threw the, it was the a prior. was horse. It was white. I don't think it was. I don't remember. But he threw, he, he came, you'll recall the prior ran away in right. combat. And Geffen showed up and was like, yo, and then he tossed the prior down to you guys, and then he left. And then the debriefing, he also just made an appearance. Right. Uh, so now it's the three of us going on the adventure of uh, Patchen's Gem. Right. And we're arriving at this town, which is the place where we think the um, banditos uh, who were actually disguised as banditos, but were in fact guild assassins. professional assassins. Um, right. they, 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 we, we're, it's pretty clear they came from this town. Dornester? It seemed like they did because it was a very nearby town to the site of burglary and it's a town of roughs and, uh, brigands. You know, the kind of people who commit crimes. And the name of that town is what? Dornester. Dornester. And I had, and Geffen has left us, but I said to him, you know, let us know if you notice anything, um, you know, if you hear anything about a job that was, uh, taken by any professionals involving waylaying strangers outside of town. Right. You had mentioned that to him. But I didn't want to tell Geffen too much because we don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I right. Mean, exactly. He could be one of those good guys that turns out to be a bad guy. Right. Okay, so where do we stand right now? We're, are we are we on foot? Are we are we in Dornester? Are we are we on? You're not on route? in Dornester. You had kind of you had. Uh, I don't remember exactly. You're certainly on the way to Dormaster. So yeah, we were pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we are we traveling on foot? We've got our wagon. You're on horse? foot, All right. as far as I understand. At the crest of a hill, you can see the town and the outlying area below. You're kind of yeah. You're at the crest of a hill. Dornester is calm and quiet, with only a few flickering lights visible in the night. You can hear soft music as if from a lute that floats gently into your ears. A haunting and mournful harp melody. I guess it's not a lute. It's a harp. Ooh. Melody coming from the ba- valley below you. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird time. It's late in the night. So it's a weird time to hear music. Let's go to the concert. Uh, is my, uh, my sort of arcane, um, how easy would it be for me to recognize this as possibly magical, beguiling music, you know? Do you have, uh, do you have any ranks in knowledge arcane? Not Wait, I, 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 I listen as close as I can, Spencer. Uh huh. Alright. I have, exactly I only, I only have, sounds. I only have ranks in knowledge, religion, I, everything else is like checked off, but not, I don't have any numbers. Right. Um, what's your, uh, did you guys hear that intelligence? Harv? My intelligence yeah, is a mournful melody. Seven. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oof. It's certainly amazing music. You can't divine whether or not it's magical. It's uh, it's highly skilled. Whoever's playing it. So we don't see who's playing. <laughs> no, it's it's coming from really far away. It's kind of a. It's carrying on. It's kind of repetitive. It's yeah. kind of a one note song. It sounds like a morning zoo team. Is yeah. uh, we got to go. We got to see this. I love music. I love live music. All right, let's check out the music. 
A few more minutes of travel brings you to the edge of a very curious sight. A graveyard! Curious. Again? Within the fence of the cemetery, you can see skeletal, undead creatures writhing along around the fence. They're kind of inside the cemetery, kind of writhing around the fence. The music plays on. Occasionally, this is like one of those like Disney books where you press the button of <laughs> yeah, like Rafiki's yeah. face. Um, yeah. So there's, there's skeletal creatures. Yeah, inside the graveyard. Occasionally, you can see one of the gravestar gravestones in the cemetery topples over. You're you're still far off, and nothing's noticed you yet. Okay, everybody, get down. Uh, so, 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 I want to be clear on this. What we're, what we're seeing, like, the dead rising, for that's not why the gravestones are getting toppled over, maybe? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it's looking at. Like, and you said they're writhing against the fence? Yeah, they're kind of leaning up against the fence, but they're not, like, trying to beat it down or anything. They're leaning up against it. You notice the cemetery is alive with movement. In time with the music, you can hear thudding and bumping. They're dancing. Throughout the cemetery. Rumbling earth and shaking dew off of grass. The, the the gravestones themselves are falling over as graves burst open and new corpses burst forth from the soil. They kind of get up and pull themselves out of the ground and start wandering around a little bit. But after a little tiny bit of wandering around, they kind of they kind of lose interest and just plop down on the soil, like take a seat or like lean up against something. Most of them are just kind of hanging out, leaning up against the fences. This music is so good that the dead. Wanted it. They came back to life to hear it. Mm. They uh, look wistful, but mindless. This doesn't look like uh, something we want to just jump into. I think we should just watch. Yeah. Okay. Do we see where the music's coming from? No, it's a lot louder now that you're by the graveyard, but you can't tell. It's kind of like there's forest around, and you can't really pinpoint a location. Is it? Um, it still sounds. Like it's that. nighttime. Is it? Is it? Do what? How? Let's call it three in the morning. Um, it's misty and foggy. So there's absolutely no way to... We got people rising from their graves, getting up, walking around for a second, and then just kind of losing interest and, and hanging out. Right. So somebody's summoning the dead out of their out of their graves, guys. Yeah. Spencer, would... do I have, like, enhanced hearing? Do you have perception? I have perception of four. Do you have mildly enhanced hearing? Do you want to? Yeah, listen? yeah. I, I use my hearing to see or to listen for exactly where that music is coming from. All right. Um, you pinpoint it. It seems like uh, there's there's a little bit of forest interposing the graveyard and the town proper, and it seems like it's coming from within one of the stands of uh, trees. Do you, do you guys? I, I I it's I think the harp is coming from inside those. That tree area. Right. Should we go check it out? Yeah, let's, let's 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 sneak up over there. You, you guys have stealth, stealth right? Uh, I got loads of stealth. This guy's got loads of stealth. No, no, I don't. I don't have any stealth. Right, you're not bone weevil. I have a five stealth. Okay, that's good. Um, that might be the best. Well, I think you should check it out because if we we don't all want to bumble over there. All right, Spence. I, I, I'm gonna stealthily make my way to that tree. All right, kid. If there's any trouble. Come running back here, okay? I'm a cleric. Okay. Dealing with zombies is my thing. I just don't he think He seemed like should... friendly zombies. Let's not attack them yet. Uh, uh, we don't have time for this conversation. <laughs> They're all chilling and listening to the music, man. They're 
being commanded by someone. I, the, the, that person probably has nefarious purposes. These are they, 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 there's nothing nice about the undead. They just follow know. orders. Yeah, go 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 sneak up and and report back to us. Okay. You attempt to sneak up, but almost instantly you hear the music abruptly stop. And then from within the trees, you see a, a burst of ruby light, and then uh, and then nothing. It's it's silent again, but the silence is quickly overtaken by the sounds of zombies not being as chilled out as they were before. Oh no! The music They're groaning, was... making noises. Uh, how they... close? How close are uh, Carlos and I to the zombies? Uh, how far away do you want to be? Uh, well, I mean, pretty far. Yeah, fifty yards. Okay, I'll say fifty yards. But uh, Steve's uh, much closer. Let's say Steve's about twenty feet off. So you guys are pretty far away, kind of spying on Steve, and he's he's up trying to creep. He was trying to creep kind of around or past the graveyard. And how uh, far is that ruby light from where I was? Uh, let's say sixty, more than a hundred feet. Oh, a hundred feet. Mm-hmm. So it's not too far. No, but yeah, it's not too far. Um, but yeah, now now the undead are starting to try and climb over the fence. They're not they're not very uh, coordinated, so it's hard. And then others are trying to like rip open the fence and break it down. If they're, we get bitten by the undead, do them? Do no, you, okay. They just want to kill you and absorb your life essence. Are, are they coming for us? Uh, they're certainly. Do they see us? You can't. The, uh, the you, you guys from your vantage point can tell that they can see Steve because he's close. But you guys are apparently, or it seems, far enough away to be evading detection. And, and how many? How, how many uh, boogans we got right now? Right now, there's eight. Eight boogans. <sighs> we, can, we can handle eight clumsy boogans. Are they between me and that? Like, so I can't run back to. Chat no, you can. You're oh, can. outside of the graveyard, and they're still inside the graveyard. Okay, so they're not between me and them. No. They're trying to be, though. Oh, boy. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I mean, in regular Dungeons & Dragons, as a cleric, I would have this power called Turn Undead, you I, know? I think you should have it. Can I see your sheet? I know how to read these things. I'm a real pro. Yeah, Turn Undead. It's, it's, on, it's in the middle-ish there. You see it? I think under Feats. Spencer, could I have a different loadout from last time? Would I have had time to reset on that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh okay. All right, fuck it. Well, I'm I'm down if you are. I mean let's do this. I, I got my offensive loadout right now. I'm ready to kick Boogan, but all right. Um does does uh, does, does diary diarrhea look like he's in any in any any danger right now? He certainly seems to be like uh seems to be close to in danger. I mean he's certainly being threatened by undead. They're just not like surrounding him. At well, the I say we take. I, I say we go on the offensive while they're still behind the fence, and we can take some pot shots at them. Yeah, uh, we're, 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 we, yeah. We're, 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 there's no point in stealth. We're, let's just head for Steve and help him. All right. Well, Steve should go first because he's the closest. I'm gonna go toward the ruby. Okay. Um. All right. You do that. You go. You can do a double move, sixty feet. All right, you get about halfway there. If you sprint, you could get all the way there. Okay, I'll sprint there. All right, you're winded, but you get there. You can smell... Um, Uh-oh. It smells like uh, myrrh. <laughs> and But you don't really see anything. There's no real footprints or anything you can see. 
Um, there is a large, large, like, stump, tree stump, like, a, of a tree that's been cut down. Like in a recent eucalyptus time? tree. No. Um, just like a big old tree stump. Hmm. All right, that's your turn. One of you guys go. Um, 50 yards. That's 150 feet. Okay, um, I say we get, like, in battle formation with DJ... So that we're close together, or is it better to kind of do, get in flanking positions and kind of like like kind of have them like because is the cemetery a big square enclosure or what is it? It's uh it's it's mostly square. It's like a rectangle, but it, yeah. Like how how big from side to side? Uh, fifty feet by thirty feet. Okay. Once I get within thirty feet of all of them, I have a chance to make any or all of them flee. Okay, that's do what, that. Right. They're I'll, still within the bounds. I'll of be the right behind vision. you, uh, and if, if if I need to start throwing fire bolts, I'm right behind you because you know I like fire. You know it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're 150 feet away. It's going to take at least two turns to move into position if you sprint. So okay, we take that first sprint. All right, you do that. You're everyone's winded now. It's great. I mean, it's tiring. But it's great. The undead, their turn. Two undead come over the fence and are closing in on diarrhea, but they're still not to them yet. The other undead, there was eight. The other six undead break open the fence and they're starting to spill out through the side of the fence, kind of now blocking off diarrhea's uh, path to um, Dan and Jeff. So now you're kind of surrounding them in a way, but there's more of them than you. So Okay. Now it's... Uh, yeah, let, 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 let's let's get these guys in the crossfire. How far away from them are, are am I? You're 20 feet from the nearest two, and they're moving pretty slowly. Yeah, the, these are these are slow moving and dead. They they move very slowly. Zombies. Um, if you want to think, we can make someone else's. Turn. No, no, I want to sh- I want to take out my bow and go for some headshots. You know from your clerical experience that headshots don't kill zombies like in The Walking Dead. They don't. <laughs> not one shot, at least. I mean, there's still, it's damage is damage, but it's not. What do I know? Well, they're magic, so, you know, you just kind of have to destroy the corpse. All right, well, then I go for the easiest body part to hit. All right. Center of mass. What's your attack bonus? Uh, 5. Okay. Times damage. three for a crit. What's the damage? I don't remember anyone's shit. I used to know all this stuff. Where does it say that? Uh, under the weapon. Oh, 128 plus two? Is that possible? One, two, one, one D8. One D8, yeah. What fun. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Listen into people, read. All right. It's been a low-key low key episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, Whatever. You slice one of the zombies in half. He goes down. With an arrow? Oh, wait, you're shooting him? Yeah, okay. my bow. You don't. You shoot him. It barely affects him. Oh, oh damn it. Oh, man. Well. It sinks right into his soft zombie flesh. Should have used that sword, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was happening. My bad. That's okay. All right. Dan and or Jeff. Take it, Dan. Uh, well... My goal is to get within 30 feet of as many of these guys as possible. Uh-huh. So, 
You can do that, but you can't also act. Like, you can sprint the rest of the way, but you can't sprint and then yeah, be yeah. close enough. Well, okay. so I'll spend this turn mm-hmm. positioning myself. Great. You do that. You put yourself into what you think will be exactly the space that the zombies will be able to move into on their turn. <laughs> okay. Well. I, guess I, I guess I do the same thing. <laughs> it's tactically sound. <laughs> All right, the zombies, they uh, they come very close to you, but they can't. You know, you really measured it right. <laughs> What's our range right now? Uh, you're within 10 feet of these guys. So you're they've, within moved, 10 feet they've of the made six. their move until it's back mm-hmm. in our court right they're now. They're kind of, yeah, they're right into your trap, so to speak, if you're setting a trap. The other zombie who's, uh, the other two zombies who are both not dead come at, come at diarrhea. They're throwing hands. Um, what's your armor class? It should be towards the top left. Top, top left. Twenty-one. Oh shit! They, 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 they stab at you with their bony fingers, but it just glances harmlessly off your uh, your armor. It's good armor, and they're just zombies. So well, because they're doing that, can I just full attack them? Oh, you do. See, this is something I always forget. But as they approach you. You get an attack of opportunity because they entered a space you threaten. Yep. Plus, attack of opportunity. What's your attack uh, bonus? Uh, for melee? For, for melee? Yeah, like the arrow one that you did. Uh, Sorry, people. But for for my full attack? No, nah, for your attack attack. Just one of them. Uh, for... Uh, when is my phone coming? Seven. Uh, I think stay focused this man. next week. I think within a week. Within a week, I got my phone later than everybody. I feel I got I two guys helping me. I can't tell you how terrible I feel about it. It's I I have an iPhone X and I feel like that's the worst possible outcome. Like I would rather you had mine and I got <laughs> yours like weeks after you're getting yours than what actually happened, which is me having one and you not having but one. But Spencer's on bummer. Verizon, so maybe that, that made No, it that easy. is why because the second we could get an AT&T phone, it was 2 weeks, but I did mine after that and it was like launch day Verizon. So yeah, I think it was just AT&T. Sorry everybody. Great right. tangent. Attack of opportunity. It fails. Oh. What? Carlos, Fuck. attack. All right. Am I in position? Yep. Oh, hi, flame, aha. Not good gibberish. What's your, uh, what's my, what's my charisma? comedy sports workshop level? <laughs> uh, basic. Yeah, what, what UCB level are you? Oh, flame, aha. Oh, great. What am I, Chevy Chase? Um, it's uh, wait, sorry. What were you were charisma? <laughs> charisma. Yeah. Uh, sixteen. Brandon ability modifier plus three. All right. Flare. Turn. All right. Um, four of them flee. Two of them don't flee. What do they do? They don't flee. That's it. So you, you, what's the spell called you just cast? Turn undead. Turn undead, meaning they, they, they just turn and bone out? It's more yeah, of a, they, they literally it's more bone of a out. feat. The, they boned out. Ah. Feats rarely fail me now. Alright, so now, now we're down to what? We're down to four boogans? Two. two. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, four, because two for Steve and two for you guys. Alright, um, summon nature's ally! 
What are you summoning? What, what do I got? I don't I have my list for that. Summon nature's ally. I should get up in the morning. Your daughter's going to college. Get a cup of coffee from a company that lets you fuck her. Hello, I'm Sam Elliott for Keurig. <laughs> you know, just because your daughter's going to college doesn't mean it's too old to fuck. <laughs> I'm no good at child molestation until I've had my first cup. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Couric. There's a saying in Alabama, the early bird gets the worm, and the worm gets the early bird, if you know what I mean. If there's grass in the field, it's time to play ball. Jesus Christ. What level? Uh... Get out in front of your lover. <laughs> what? With, this, with the exciting energy boost the level from a Couric coffee cup. Okay. Dire rat, dolphin, dog, eagle, poison frog, giant centipede, fire beetle, uh, pony, sturge, which is like a bat. I'm gonna summon pony. I'm gonna get on that pony and I'm gonna fucking start just... A palomino? Wait, a palomino? It's a palomino. Don't distract the kid. Wait, is there a palomino or just pony? It's a nondescript horse. It may very well be a palomino. Okay, I'm I'm gonna get on that horse for two reasons. One, because it gives me a better attack advantage, and I know it's gonna make DJ fucking fire the hell up and stop failing all of his attacks of opportunity. Pony power! (laughs) I summon a horse! All right, you summon a horse. What do you want the horse to do? I want him to appear next to me and uh, saddled up and ready for action. All right, it does that. All right, I get on the horse. Okay. Is that um, my whole move? Yeah, but the horse can do something. Um, uh, he tries to run the nearest one down, just like just trample him. Okay. Can I name my horse? Uh, yeah. You have to. Yeah. Um, Stuart. <laughs> Fucking A. You know, young girls are getting faster every day. <laughs> that means they're harder to catch. But doesn't mean your coffee can't be delicious. <laughs> the all-new Keurig 5000. No hammer can take it apart. You can throw it off any apartment building from <laughs> floors four and lower. And I'll be darned if the coffee isn't still just as piping hot and good as it can be. Hey, it's your coffee. We just support pedophilia. <laughs> Wait, do we? No, we don't anymore. Well, we, we don't. Yeah. But, uh, this, is, this is the company. It, We're the I, coffee I, company that doesn't care what you watch. <laughs> the, 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 I'm, like what, what that, the world that that guy wants to live in. Right. Like the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because we're dedicated to profit doesn't mean we can't have an agenda. <laughs> and that we want that agenda to be as criminal as possible. Hello, I'm Mr. Coffee. I support pedophilia 100%. <laughs> you know, the age of consent in Mr. Coffee's uh, land of origin is a ripe 11. <laughs> it's true. I'm British. <laughs> Look it up. Let's get back to work, I guess. All right. So you run one of the, you, you try to run two of them over. You, you knock them both down, but you only really like, Stomp on one of them. So you stomp one of them to death. Oh shit! Dealing five damage. Way to go, Stuart! I give him a nice little 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 pat. Oh yeah, he's yeah. digging it. He likes that. <laughs> yeah. The other one, uh, the other one, kind of gets knocked over, but it's okay. not dead. I, I continue hurt. my ride and kind of circle back into action, kind of re- reposition. All right. Yeah. And Dan went zombies. Okay. The zombies attack. They attack Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit, sorry. Was that my fault? 
Was my sound effect so good that yeah. it made him a critical hit? You take 12 damage. Ooh. Jesus. Oh, no. Did you have to endow that zombie with such a <laughs> bellicose... What was that? That's, it's, Pac-Man? It's, it's, it's called Game Over. Yeah. I guess it was Pac-Man. Um, all right. And, and Steve also gets attacked by two zombies. One of them smacks you in the face. Ouch. You take four damage. So it was just one zombie took got, got me for 12? It was a critical, yeah. Oof. And I rolled really high. Does it leave any cool scars, like battle scars? It only re- leaves a really embarrassing scar. What a bummer. It's like a cup mark yeah, on your so that's it's like a cup on, on my purple purple circle on your butt. All right. All right, go for it. Uh who's turn? I think DJ. Um can I so how many are by me two? Two. Can I attack both of them with my elvish blade? Yeah, what's your full attack now? My full attack. Yeah, is you can full attack at this point. Plus five, plus five. Awesome. All right, you hit with both. What's the damage on the full attack? Uh, one d ten plus one d six plus eight. It is ten o'clock, just so you guys know. Hmm. Oh man, you cut them both down. Oh, you yeah! smash one in the head with your shield and slice the other one in half. Boom! Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You like that one? Yeah. Well, it was. That I mean, one that was great. That was the best one. It was so sort far. of like like it turned it turned role playing into like a, a sports event. Like, <laughs> man, there's a guy who makes an app for this for DMing, and he'd be so pissed if we knew he knew we were just using a soundboard and not his crazy app that he gave me for free. I want oh, the man. app. I don't. It's okay. a lot of work. Okay. Then I, don't, then I don't want that. app. No. I mean, you, oh, you could do it. You could. Do, this is a great idea. You could do the music. <laughs> it's a bad call. I don't know what that was going to be. Put a put a window in the windowless van of your fatigue with curd coffee. <laughs> you don't want windows. <laughs> Eliminate the window of and there you go of, <laughs> of exhaustion. You know your van. <laughs> Sitting all day in your van outside the kindergarten is awful tiresome. That's why I turn to the cool, refreshing cup of curried coffee. <laughs> if child blood was came out of the faucet, this cup, we wouldn't need coffee. Here's to the rest of us. I guess I'm. I guess I'm graduating the guy to murder. Nice. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where are we at? Uh, you guys are having a turn. Okay. And there's uh, one uh, zombie left. Uh, one zombie left. Um, do I, I, one of my spells says, um, fire blade, but I don't think I have a sword other than my knife. Do I? No, it conjures a fire blade. Oh, well, then I'm riding around on Stuart the horse. I'm going to conjure a fire blade and finish the job. All right. Fire blade! Do you know how much damage the fire blade does? Uh, it probably does one. The back of Jeff's two. page is just a smiling dick on it. <laughs> uh, Fireblade, where are you? Show me, show yourself, Fireblade. Flameblade. Uh, it's a what? One d eight plus one per two spell. Yeah, so one d eight. That was one off. All right, you you slice it right in the neck, and it catches fire. Holy fire! Like a. 
Silver flame. It catches silver flames. And, uh, the silver flames consume it. It's like, uh, oh yeah, it, it, it burns to fine white ash. It's, it's way hotter than a normal fire would be. Fucking flame blade. Yeah. Now am I just left holding a flame blade for the next two minutes or what? For a couple turns, yeah. Yeah, okay. What right. happens if you smoke that ash? Uh, that's you can't just muse. I kind of want possibilities. I, you have to. Try I want to be like the guy in Flesh and Blood. There's this movie, Flesh and Blood, with Rutger Hauer and Jennifer Jason Lee. It's like really awesome, like medieval um, movie. Um, and there's like a cleric kind of guy in it. That, and uh, this is my impression of him. I see a sign from the gods. I see a silver flame consuming the rotting flesh of our enemy. And I see Chad the Firelighter holding that flame. This is our destiny. We are here to conquer. Cliffhanger! We did it, everybody. Hell yeah. Where's that music? Oh, come on, give me some music. There we go. We did it again. Let's Watch hear it for Steve Levy, everybody. Flesh and Blood with Rutger Hauer and Jennifer Jason Lee. That was an amazing ending. It's a little sexually problematic. It's kind of like slightly to the misogynistic side of Peckinpah, but but it's still a really cool movie. If uh, you know you don't get enough D and D in movies. Let's thank everybody here. We got Zach and Kevin and Sarah and Noah and Kevin and everybody. No, not Kevin. Chris. God damn it. And uh, how about uh, me? I'm your uh, controller, Jeff Davis. Thank you for having me back, everybody. Let's have Spencer Crittenden and the Game Master yeah. Extraordinaire. Church on photos, wherever she's gone. We did it again. Uh, Dan wrapping his heart away. Dan Harmon, your mayor, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. We'll see you on the flip-flop. Drive fast. Take chances. Good night, all. Zach, you got Musicantes to play us out? beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 